Bunga Bunga, and welcome to episode 152 of Video Game Apocalypse. I am your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here with me with a mouthful of beer that he's trying desperately to swallow before I stop talking? Uh, John McClain. John McClain, nice. Uh, nice. Elston. Yes. I was recently remarried, so... I, yeah. I'm only calling on people while they're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, Tyler Wilde. <laughs> and joining us for the first time ever, very special guest. That said, really, it feels nice to be welcome to the party, pals. Uh, it, I, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, We're really happy to have you. Who are we talking to? Oh, I'm Tim Turry, uh, oh. formerly of Game Informer. What a, what a surprise. Game yeah. Informerly. Game Informerly, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Uh, and Your uh, name may be in the, the title of the episode. Who knows? Ooh. Do you ever get... Uh, this is... I'm sorry if I haven't done this to you yet. Mm. Tim Tim Turi Tim Tim oh, Turi Tim Tim Turi. Okay, yep. good. okay, good. I do, I do, and it's always it's always a sweet little tune to hear. Okay, I, I just enough is like going back to high school. Like, yes, literally everyone has made this observation. <laughs> Shut up. <clears throat> so you recently made sorry. headlines by leaving Game Informer. Can you can you say where you're going? Ah, not yet. All right. Yeah, all it's right. not quite time yet, but please stay tuned. But. Hey, I get to fill in the one-week gap that I got here. Yeah. Yes! I'm still going to be in video games, mm-hmm. and, but like I get to fill it with more video games with, with yeah. laser time, which yeah. is always yeah. great. Game Informer's loss is this terrible podcast's gain. Make sure you don't inform anyone about games, because that's... Uh, that oh my god, is that conflict of interest? Is yeah. that going to go against the... Frankly, it's not your job now. So. No, no, I mean... <laughs> feel free to misinform me. I, could, yeah. I was just going to say, that's my new thing. <laughs> get ready! <laughs> Far Cry Primal is out next week. (laughs) It is on PC, so that is somewhat true. That's true, that's true. Uh, Stay tuned to the end of the podcast for the gun unlock code. All ammo, all guns. They they shoot bones. No, they don't. Uh, (laughs) Vertebrae shooter, chain gun. (laughs) Well, it's out this week on consoles, next week on PC. But this release reminded me that, hey, you know what? Chicken butt? As as listeners of Retronauts, uh, listeners of Retronauts probably... I'm, I'm just having to stumble, and I, I don't usually stumble. It's fine. It's great. Right. <clears throat> Keep rolling, man. Roll it, like, roll it as if you were a caveman who just invented the wheel. Oh, God man, that's really good. You know what? Really this is really fun. <laughs> we just got off the tail end of recording a VG Empire, and yeah. watching Brett... Mm-hmm. Just make your job hosting Michael kind of a living hell by mm-hmm. poking in yes. every every little joke possible. Yeah. It's really fun. It I'm seems sorry. like it's you know, what Antista no, no, no. normally does. I'm so sorry. I, I, I should be able to roll. I'll with tone it down. Don't tone please, it down. please don't. This is please fun don't to watch. Tone it down, please don't. Don't make the podcast less funny. Uh, when I get two of these down, I'll be a fucking nightmare. All right. So <laughs> indicating beer. Uh, so Far Cry Primal out this week. Caveman themed Far Cry. I've been playing it a bit. I like it a lot. Uh, take that with a grain of salt if you must. But how can I trust you? Well, you can trust me because to the listeners of Retronauts, uh-huh. I am the caveman guy that they only bring on <laughs> to talk about caveman games. Okay. Went on Including. to talk about a couple games on this list. So I thought, why not use my expertise of hairy men in loincloths mm-hmm. and expand it into a top five. Okay. About prehistoric troglodytes uh-huh. with clubs. And you've chosen the best one. I have. Well, I've chosen the best one to go first. Okay. Number five. Bunga bunga. <laughs> Can you guess what that is? Is that me putting a quarter into an arcade game and like, insert credit? Close. This is on Genesis and oh. also Super Nintendo. Oh. Is this, uh, is this Chuck Rock? This is Chuck Rock. Chuck, Chuck Rock Sr. Yes, Chuck. Okay. <laughs> not, not Son of Chuck. We'll get to him later. Okay. So this, this it's, yeah. the actual correct answer is 
That is a sound sample ripped off from Hanna-Barbera's Captain Caveman uh-huh. and uh, put into the game for wow. whatever reason. Really? Uh, the, I, I wasn't able to find out anything definitively about how that got in there, but the consensus on the internet seems to be it was illegal. But, uh, I don't know, it's Virgin Interactive, that's not a fly-by-night operation, right. so... I had a feeling in the early 90s, it was. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe, any of this yeah. stuff is like, uh, do you know how many people they'd have to... Not even email then, but like, do you know how many letters you'd have to write and phone calls you'd have to make and lawyers you'd have to talk to to get them to maybe take that sound effect out? Like, uh, God, who I cares? Mean, at that time, where maybe people's sort of trust that something could sound as good coming out of the Genesis, like in a recognizable way, you yeah. know, that they just didn't trust the fidelity well, of the audio. Even then, I mean, I'm sitting here right now. How could you not just record Unga Bunga? Like, I just yeah. did it. <laughs> Put that in the game. Listen to this. This is recognizably Mel Blanc's voice. Unga Bunga. Yeah. I, is it? Uh, but yeah, I feel like they probably just did it and were like, it's video games. Nobody pays yeah. attention to Who us. Who cares? So back then, nobody did I mean, it. It also might have just been a placeholder thing that they were yeah. just like, I don't know, ship it. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> well, they fell in love with it, you know? Yeah. It was, it was just <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Maybe, maybe there was a licensing deal. Maybe it's somewhere in the credits, and I just don't know. Could be. But uh, Chuck Rock was a sort of misshapen guy with a huge uh, beer gut. Yeah, he, who, that was his attack. He's like an he, honorary conehead. Yeah, well, he, he he looks like if Popeye had a baby with, like, a Terry Gilliam cartoon from Monty Python. Like, he, he just has this gigantic wow. chin that juts out from his face and sort of this frown that sits somewhere behind the chin. Yeah. And is visible from the side. <laughs> and uh, he, as his name suggests, uh, picks up rocks and throws them. And that's actually a central gameplay mechanic because you're not only picking up rocks, but if you're holding rocks above your head, they will bounce off the projectiles that continually come in from uh, from above you. And you can also stack them to climb up to places that would be otherwise unreachable. I just got the joke. Like, I just really? got Daddy it. Really? Chuck's rocks? Yeah. It's like, come on. That's it. I mean, when, when was this? Like, I mean, no, I was... <laughs> I was years ago? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was standing there in a blockbuster holding it in my hand, and, and I was just like, ah, oh, caveman game, okay, let's go. Is this Sonic? Chuck's rocks. <laughs> Chuck yeah. Rock, to me, sounds like the, like, rock and roll, like, kids rock and roll alter ego of, like, someone who was sort of like an adult com- contemporary guy and decided to be like... Charles gonna, Rock. I'm going yeah. to start rock. a new career. Like Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks. <laughs> like, I'm... I'm going to be Chuck Rock now for my uh, alt-rock kids album. Gross. Yeah, it's Char- Charles Rockford the yeah. third is his real name, but so he shortened it down. This I mostly know this as a Genesis game, but mm-hmm. the Super NES one I feel like had to be worse. Um, it was more or less identical. Okay. I think the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Genesis one looked like the color palette was yeah. a little bit more appropriate. Uh, the, uh. the Super Nintendo one screwed some things up. Huh. Uh, they played more or less the same, though, as far as I can tell. I just, I'm just i trying to remember if this is one of those... Because normally I favored Super NES games, but I feel like this is one where I rented one and a friend rented the other, and it was like kind of like a flashback where the Genesis mm. one was maybe drabber but ran smoother and just yeah. overall more pleasant to play. I, I feel like this is more of like a defining... Like the defining one was on Genesis. Yeah. Mm. Did he only attack with rocks? Was it a hundred percent? No, he had he had his belly, his belly. Yeah, and he, oh. could, he could belly slam. It things. was so awkward, though. I remember it was. It a, was. Yeah, you, like they had to be like standing right next to you. Yeah, tough to land. Yeah. So what happens if Chuck Rock? Do you think he grew up to be, or rather, his descendant was Ernest Evans? Hmm. That could be, but we know a little bit about his descendants. Oh, wow. Again, we'll get into it later. All oh, right. But while, while researching this, I discovered because I think most people are familiar with the. 
the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions, possibly the Game Boy versions, if you have bad taste. God, if but, you... Oh, uh, those poor kids. <laughs> this was also... Uh, I think it originated on Amiga. This is a very European game. Mm. And uh, the Amiga version had, like, cutscenes with a surprising amount of nudity in them. Mm. So oh. the, the plot <laughs> That's is, not what I want, my Chuck It's Europe, Rock. man. I mean, it butts yeah, everywhere. The, the plot is that Gary Gritter... Uh, who's, uh, I guess, a Flintstones-themed play on Gary Glitter. And, and Chuck Rock lives in the Flintstones world, by the way. You get to see his, his sexy wife go out and hang laundry with, like, tiny pterodactyls that are clothespins. Good. And then there's, like, on the Amiga, there's a, a shot of her, like, bending over with her ass pointing at the camera. Good. And uh, they, they get rid of it in the, uh, I guess, Mega CD version. I'm not sure if it came stateside for Sega CD. I think it... Dude. But yeah, probably yeah, maybe I, it I had know. this wonderful intro, which I've trimmed down from uh, two minutes to about thirty seconds. Birds were singing, weather was fine. Chuck Rock settled down, waiting for the rock game to start. Things have never been better for Chuck. A shadowy figure is lurking in the bushes outside. Gadzooks who's Gary Gritter, the local weirdo, in them there bushes. Can we get another take. <laughs> Looks like he's got the hearts for Chuck's wife, the beautiful Ophelia Rock. Cripes! Gary's whacked Ophelia's nut. Forget the match, Chuck. Ophelia's in trouble. Uh-oh. Chuck's loincloth's still in the wash, and Gary's gone. Think quick, Chuck, and get something on sure. before it's too late. So, yeah, uh, Chuck's loincloth is hanging still wet on the uh, clothesline, and uh, obviously he can't wear wet clothes because he's a caveman, so he jumps into a bush, hastily assembles a leaf skirt, and then goes through the rest of the game like that. Man, is that such a story leap to explain his character design? Like, that sounds more like they designed this sprite with a leaf skirt, and we're yeah. like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Uh-huh. So we okay. have to... Here's have what to happened, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what happened. <laughs> and there you go. And you know that actually you can play the Rock games. It's kind of like Quidditch. Like, it has its own form mm-hmm. rules and everything what? like that. So, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I imagine it's just a bunch of... You never actually see the Rock game. It's like an announcer, and then it cuts to a commercial for fire, and then it's back to the announcer. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. So they yeah. didn't have fire, but they had commercials. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <Yes>. capitalism. <laughs> so again, yeah, Flintstones world, they have TV, but it's made out of rocks. Mm. Uh, other appliances made out of animals. The living. And they continue that theme in the sequel, uh, Chuck Rock 2, Son of Chuck. You'll remember that in our last exciting adventure, oh. Chuck Rock defeated the evil Gary Gritter and his despicable dinosaur. <laughs> Utilizing his newfound skills, Chuck invented the very first automobile. Discovered reggae. And in no time at all, had built a brand new factory and was in full production of the Rocket Road Machine. I just want to re-emphasize Caveman Game. And he, he makes rocks by uh, hitting boulders with a... Or makes cars by hitting boulders with a club. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the they shatter into the shape of a car. And the, his nemesis this time around is is named Brick Jagger and another bit of uh, Jesus. clever naming. Because you think Stone Age, you think bricks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we've gone to Son of Chuck. Yeah. Now. It's, but what made this game, I think, better in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It's more direct. Yeah. yeah you, you hit him with a club. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, a fun little, like... Little little baby Chuck. Yeah, little... you could you could climb on top yeah. of the club also and balance. Yes, but and like my problem with this game, like I think yeah, you're right. The gameplay is definitely better. The design is a bit better. The baby is fucking horrifying. That yeah. it, it looks like the masks that the torturers wear in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> like just these huge bubble cheeks. 
And I get that it's like, oh, yeah, we, we want to have yeah. uh, Chuck's uh, troubling facial features on a baby, but it just looks it's so creepy. really rough. It's just a not bonk is what yeah. it shakes out to be. <laughs> is this still number five? Yes, it's still they number five. They shared an entry? Fucking sure, why they, not? They share, Nepotism. They share <laughs> DNA. <laughs> Man. Uh, I, I've, I've actually like really fond memories of this game. Uh, I remember um, going through, like, you'd have to, you know, there'd be boulders that would pass by, you'd have to climb up the, the the mm-hmm. club and they'd pass by below yeah. and it was it's really like tough. gigantic dinosaurs yeah. that just stomp through and you have to dodge their feet the sense of scale in like some of those moments oh, yeah. was like was was pretty impressive at the time and mm. it was it was long and difficult but uh but fair yeah and oh. i'll say also the the final boss in in chuck rock you fight a giant dinosaur with boxing gloves that look like it came out of bonk and mm. in this you actually fight the bad guy and it's like he comes out in a robot made of logs and rocks and then you, you beat up that, and then he pops out, and you have to hit him with your club. This is like a Dr. Wily thing where he Kinda, uh, yeah, pops yeah, out. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever played Son of Chuck. So. I didn't until last night. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're a a legitimate alone. copy you bought at mm-hmm. a local yes. game store. I ran out <laughs> to the local flea market and said, where is there a legitimately legal used copy Sir, of Chuck 2? Please come Chuck. to the Son of Chuck wing of the flea market. <laughs> 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 we have every copy in California. <laughs> Would you like a strategy guide? <laughs> you got on Highway 1, you stopped at the Chuck Stop. Oh, Ooh, I like it. To I pick like yourself it. up, a uh, we're making all we're all making puns and having fun. You know, I thought I'd you're on a roll. Uh, you son Jesus. of a brilliant <laughs> son of a chuck rock. <laughs> Number four. Thank God. <laughs> kind of ropey sound. Quality Huh? <laughs> it sounds like Sum Sums. Sum Sums? Uh, it's a Disney game on oh, iOS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... I thought you were going to talk about your other does. podcast, Talking Sum Sums. Oh, Talking Sum Sums. Uh, yeah, 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 every week we talk about the Sum Well, I, I thought you said Simpsons, and I was like, well, the, the protagonists of this game kind of look like Lisa Simpson, oh. except that they're dinosaurs, and they are being chased by hungry one-eyed cavemen. Oh, Trog? <laughs> Yes, correct. This is Trog. <laughs> That's a good jingle. I was, <laughs> I was hoping for a Trog or something like that, but no. As if I would know by... Oh, the jingle of Trog, yes. Yes, of course. By the jingle of Trog. Uh, yeah, this, this does have a bunch of interesting voice samples. Like, for example, you get this speed-up thing, and for whatever reason, it sounds like... <laughs> and uh, you fall into water, and it just it's a horrible fate. So this, aren't the? Have you ever seen the Terminator Two when Robert Patrick's walking yes. around? Aren't the aren't the like, girls playing this? I think so. And then yeah, he's like, yeah, "Where'd yeah. that oh, kid in go?" In the Galleria. Yeah. You Trog. Been? I think one of them is play, they're playing Trog. Yeah. Yeah. So Trog, it's it's sort of like Pac Man. Yeah. In that you're you're this little dinosaur in a maze, and it's for up to four players, so you can all compete to collect the eggs that are in this maze. Mm-hmm. And these creatures called Trogs come out, who are yeah hungry one-eyed cavemen with beards. They're like claymations. Yes. Sort of? Yeah. The, yeah. The arcade mm-hmm. uh, version had claymation sprites, mm-hmm. and so it looked it looked really cool. Like it's it's a really memorable looking game. It was by Midway. I, I think it was kind of before more. Combat, they yeah. were getting into like, yeah, let's just kind of digitize these photos and mm. make it look like animation, and so it looks makes our game look better than it actually does. Right. And uh, the difference between uh, Trog and Pac-Man is that you can actually fight the cavemen; you can punch them out. 
That's, that's Trog's death noise. <laughs> what? One of them, because you can also transform into a T-Rex ah. and go around chomping Trogs. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. That is probably the most midway sounding yeah, sound wow, I had. That is here. a T-Rex riding an exploding keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, I you know it's I've been out of school for a while, but what I remember about evolution, I don't think cavemen turned into T-Rexes. No, but dinosaurs. You're, oh, you're, you're playing you're little dinosaurs. triceratops. Oh, oh, well, they, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you then become a T-Rex. Oh, well, that I did learn. There's okay, triceratops. That, that out. There's Stegmelian, and then it's, <laughs> and then you got the Tyrannosaurus, and then there. it's Charizard at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, you look kind of like Charizard as you're okay. running around chomping. Brett, these... we actually only evolved the second eye. Okay, thirteen thousand years ago, believe it oh, or not. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's photos of the one eye <laughs> somewhere. We were Cyclops, Cyclops. How do you say that uh, before yeah. then? Um, Cyclo with the EUX. Cyclos, like the aliens in uh, Battlefield Earth, or like the bird <laughs> nemesis from Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah. Cyclo, oh, yeah, Cyclo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that makes them the fourth best caveman. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They're the fourth best caveman. Somehow better than Chuck Rock. Because well, there's four of them. One, they have sounds. <laughs> Two, they're cavemen. It's true. I, uh, I, I guess they're made of clay. That's interesting. Yeah, they're made of clay. This also came to NES, uh, Boy, ported over it. by Acclaim. And I was surprised playing it. It's like, wow, this, this is an Acclaim game. And it's an arcade port. And it's not shit at all. It's actually quite well animated. Like, huh. they, they drew... New uh, 2D sprites, and for the NES, like just watching the trogs turn around yeah. or like you turn a corner, like it's it's really smooth. And then like your it's pre mode seven, your sprite kind of zooms and gets bigger for huh. the the victory screen where like you're just really big in the middle of the screen, do huh. a little dance. And, uh, Is this the game that's like the uh, dudes with attitude, or am I, what am I thinking? You're of? thinking of two crude dudes. No, uh, it's because dudes with attitude is a. It's a puzzle game, oh. and it's overhead, and I can't remember if it's a copy of Trog or if it's a copy of something else. I don't know. But the name does suggest, like, oh, it's a beat-em-up. It's like, no, it's a puzzle, plat- like, weird overhead, huh. clue land style game. Oh, and the cover is, like, sir- a-, a ball with, like, shades on going, like, I yeah, am yeah, the yeah. I am the cool dude. Don't they have, like, mohawks or something Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is, what does the Trog logo look like? Is it a... Made of rocks? I believe it is, with okay, like an exactly. exclamation point. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Could be wrong. I would love to do a list someday of games with exclamation points in the title. Trog! Trog, punch out block. Jeb. Mm-hmm. Jeb. Gimmick. Jeb. <laughs> yeah. Gimmick. Yeah, we got a top five. There we go. <laughs> Number two, Jeb. Number three. You're wrong. It's this. This is like the most vexing game ever. Wow. And I think the best resource for it is something that your co-workers at Game Informer, your former co-workers, filmed. This Dan Reichert and... Uh, is this Tale of the Sun? Is this Tale of the oh, Sun. Thank great. you, Tim. What is Tale of the Sun? Tale of the Sun is a an open world caveman game where it basically just drops you in the middle of this gigantic landscape and doesn't explain a damn thing to you. Like... Your, the point of the game is to eat different kinds of food and grow into a stronger caveman. Like, each kind of food you'll find, like, enhances a different attribute, whether it's, like, your arms or your lungs or your groin for procreation. Um, and, and you're supposed to uh, create descendants who will replace you when you die, huh. who look increasingly freaky as the game progresses. 
And the ultimate goal is to find mammoth tusks to build a tower that goes up to the sun. Jesus. Yeah, of course. Of I course. Mean, it's, As a, it's, a game, it's a game trope now. Like You can't walk <laughs> mm-hmm. down, the, down yeah. the aisle. You can't walk down the Chuck Rock aisle without seeing a derivative Tell the Sun game. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I know that they, they... I remember... I was. This is like the one uh, Super Replay at Game Informer that I wasn't, wasn't part of. Uh, but I remember like them having to draw these detailed maps to just to keep track mm-hmm. of where you are because... There's it's it's going for that sort of cryptic thing, you know, where it's just mm. like, hey, you figure it out. You are you know as much as a caveman in this situation. You're just yeah. trying to feel it out. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. So yeah. this is a PC game. I no, this is PlayStation. Which one? PS One. Oh, okay. I'm like, I've never yeah, heard of OG this. PlayStation. So it's, huh. it's your uh, clumsily rendered polygon caveman uh, with like a Darth Vader head uh, running around this landscape. Huh. Occasionally, uh, you can run. It sounds like this. It does sound like this. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and jumping. <laughs> and most of the time, though, you'll do this. Knock yourself out. Just, just fall asleep for no reason in the oh, middle of things. I remember this. Uh, you can, you can even fall asleep while I think running from predators or swimming, which is really dangerous. And in the American version, they added a feature where you can wake up from that. If that happens. What a so it's just a narcoleptic caveman? Yes. Trying to procreate <laughs> yes. and find some mammoth tusks? Mm-hmm. So he can climb up to the sun. Gotta get there. And then, like, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's like a weird sort of quasi-anime-ish uh, series of still images. Okay. I have never seen... What was this on? It's on PlayStation 1. So that he can build really? a like yeah. a million-mile so, pile of bones? It sounds, really, yes. it sounds ahead of its and time. Climb yeah, up it. it. It sort of was. It's it's considered like an art game, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. It's by the people who made Aquanauts Holiday. You know, the... the yeah. Isn't it by Art Dink? Art Dink, yes. Yeah. But I feel like you don't know what's... Like, you just dropped into this world, and you don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Figure it out. Talk yeah. with your yeah. friends. That's like the now thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's really popular now, yeah. where it's just like... Yeah, like because it reminds me of I love it whenever that happens where it's like there's a game with enough mystery to it. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. talk about something in the next segment, but that like you do have to like talk to your friends and be like, "Oh, did you know that?" Because yeah. it reminds me of like being on the playground yeah. and being like when you didn't have game facts and being like, "Oh my god, did you hear that?" Like you know, yeah, like and then you'd run home and try it. Yeah, right? like for and it never worked because your friends were all fucking. They're all game. wrong and come up with the wrong tricks. <laughs> and their uncle worked at Nintendo and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he told me if you do this, like, well, he's wrong. Yeah. Well, th- this was a really bizarre one. I, I first heard about it and I I was kind of surprised that it like went completely under my radar before this. But, like, in college, I read Details Magazine, and they had a brief article where they asked Coolio to play and rate several games that were popular at the time, so Mortal Kombat Trilogy, for example, and uh, a couple others. But Tale of the Sun was one of them, and he didn't like it because he didn't understand it. But, like, the way it was described made me intensely curious about it. So, like, last year at uh, California Extreme, I finally bought a copy and got it home and, like, played it for maybe 20 minutes and was like, I, I made a terrible mistake. I shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> but then... Coolio was right, damn it. Yeah. But then watching the Game Informer Super Replay, like, oh, okay, there's like a lot of stuff you really have to dig for and like, you, you go and like, look, okay, a few hours in, oh, you get a spear, you can throw rocks at animals. Uh, it, it it expands a lot and I think I think it's a game that requires a lot of patience to play, mm-hmm. but... The amount of depth here for something made in the PlayStation era is really kind of shocking. It also helps be captive in a room. Yes. Uh, and also, you know, Dan Reichert, uh, 
caveman-esque in some of his logic. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, so he's able to be in that moment, you know, and, and mm-hmm. see through those eyes, and I think that's valuable. Oh, nice. There, You're telling me there are two cavemen better than this? There are, in fact. Because this seems like a triumph. Wait, where are we calling that guy? Like, what's, uh, what do you, is he just generic caveman? Do you get to name I mean, them yourself, Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's more about the games and the cavemen themselves, but okay. yes, you do get to name them. I think the default name is Adam and Eve. I, I wish, it, since it's caveman... That it would let you name your character, but there's only three letters, and they only spell like Bork or something. Mm-hmm. Like you can only spell this yeah. one word. But in the you super replay, like it gives you a bunch of random symbols you can also use. So they just named him like I think three, like a diamond and a couple other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have nothing I to say a, about uh, this I other than yay. Number three. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, tell that sound effect uses the same channel as one of the music. Yeah, notes, let, uh, let me play a version that may be more familiar to you. I'm assuming Joe and Mac. This one's super getting louder. <laughs> is it bonk? Nope, Joe and Mac. It is Joe and Mac. Okay, is it a beach level or something? AKA beachy. Caveman Ninja. And I did love this. It was really good. I think I think the Super Nintendo version might be the best, yeah. or at least the the home version of it. Sure, yeah. that's all I played the most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might, might be the best. It has more to it than the arcade version. And if you play them side by side, they are very different games. Mm. Like the level layouts are different. Mm. The combat is completely different. Like in the arcade version, it has almost more of a run and gunny feel, where you're yeah. like just constantly throwing stone yeah. axes, and then you hold down the button and you like wind up your arm and you throw out a really huge stone axe. And then the the home version is like, well, you have a club, and you can uh, find things like boomerangs and bones that you throw when you hit the club. And yeah, it's been really yes. Yeah, I think it was two players simultaneous, maybe, yeah. and you just played as Joe and Mac, and you just went around and left to right and hit a bunch of enemies and occasionally mm-hmm. there's like a big dinosaur sprite you interact with and yeah. at the time for some reason the words caveman ninja totally worked on me I'm like oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah this, this is making me like think back and like and wonder like what happened to the caveman like I, there was sort of a caveman mania for a while where like <laughs> dinosaurs were really big and then it was like caveman and it kind of like culminated in like Encino Man and stuff like that <laughs> and then well, you, you like, it went away dinosaurs but you gotta sell a toy that can fight the dinosaurs you gotta have a caveman that's why you get robots that travel back in time there you go to no, fight really, the dinosaurs like, like, do far, I have to explain the whole thing Far Cry Cry, <laughs> far Cry Primal was the first like game in a while I'm like oh yeah caveman yeah. but now I look at it and go they're kind of boring. They can't, like, they just... They didn't coexist Arr. with dinosaurs. They coexisted Arr. with a lot of really big animals. That you yeah, but, but can also cavemen do, like, a sick grinder? Like, yeah. how do I... Do we, do we blame, like, Jurassic Park guns? for divorcing dinosaurs from, like, cavemen? They, they took just... the dinosaurs away from the cavemen, <laughs> yeah. and that's why we didn't have any more caveman stuff. I, th- I, think, I, I think there might be something there. I'm actually a little bit angry. <laughs> You're reminding me, isn't there literally an NES game called Caveman Games? Yes, there is. Oh. <laughs> and it's like an Olympics. Thing. Yeah, it's it's, like, it was also Caveman Olympics. I had a little shirt of that. I had a... I say little shirt because <laughs> I was little. You <laughs> had a very little shirt, like a, an excess that you wear on your L body. <laughs> yeah. It was big at the time for you. That's right. Uh, now I grew small. into it. Look look for me in Muscle Beach. I'm new to California. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there wearing my little California game shirt. I remember there was one dude with like a big like tiki mask type thing. And like it was such a colorful shirt. I never played the game once that as a kid. That might have been TNC Surf Designs. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah, the tiki thing sounds like 
Yeah, yeah but uh, Caveman Olympics was, uh, it, it was, it, or Caveman Games was the NES version. I can't remember why they couldn't call it. I, I think probably because of the Olympics. Like, no, it's too similar. Yeah. And Izzy was out as a mascot yeah, of the Olympics. Yeah. You know, he was oh, taking wow. over the video game space. So, yeah, Caveman Games had events like Mate Toss and... Uh, mate Toss? Mate Toss. So you're you're uh, it's like the hammer throw I think but with your wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it surpassed the the games that are already on this list but uh, for instance Joe and Mac sure. which again uh, continued the like the differentiation between the arcade and the home games into its sequels. So like I don't know if you ever played Joe and Mac 2 Lost in the Tropics? Oh, I did. Oh, did you? I did. Why don't you tell us about it then? I don't remember anything about Joe and Mac. <laughs> was it a game you would just breeze through and like? Yeah, because I, I it was. I swear there was like an Infinite Lives code or something, yeah. and I swear we well, beating it and Mac. Okay, well that was fun. The first game was like it was pretty arcadey, but they also added like this sort of adventure game. Like you had a mini map where you could go between levels, mm, and yeah. uh, okay. you know that wasn't anything like that in the the arcade version. It also had additional levels. Um, and then Joe and Mac 2 kind of played up that aspect. Like, it w- felt a little more, like, free-roaming and, you know, oh, you're supposed to find these items, and it's it's less of a linear arcade yeah. platformer. But then in arcades, you had Joe and Mac Returns. That is the title. And, it, like, they completely changed it. I don't know if you guys have played this at all. I it's don't, it's nah, it's nah. bubble bobble or oh, or like whoa. well it's it's like Snow Brothers or like one of those games where oh, you, Snow Brothers you, yeah. it's like all the action takes place in a single screen yeah. and then it moves to the next screen so on and so forth and uh, they make Joe and Mac into kids. This is Data East, right? I got a power. Pretty good. I know if yeah. I had played that, I would have been yelling that in the arcade as a kid. Oh, yeah. Totally. Cave Boys. Cave Boys. Yeah. Cave. Man, so that it's, sells itself. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a complete departure from, like, the other games. And, like, yeah, just it's sort of ridiculous. You're just, like, trying to create these, like, huge bags of stuff that you can just roll down and crush the enemies with. And I don't know. So of all the Joes and Mac... I would guess the Super NES first one is the one to play. I think so. so. You're going to pick one. Yeah. I need to get around to that. I, I remember the marketing campaign, and like it it looked really good. And I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo It worked on me. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, for God's sake, do not play the NES yes. or Game Boy ones. Yeah. They are abominable. Yeah, they're bad. Just bad. Just you, terrible. You know how there's like there's steampunk, and, and lately there's like C-punk? And, you know, your vaporwave and all that. Wait, what's C-Punk? He oh, he's going to be an MMA fighter. I think. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just, you just got to Google C-Punk. You know, you got your hair dyed blue. You're wearing shells. C-Punk, it's a thing. So Tita's from Final Fantasy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys don't know C-Punk? Well, I'm no. just saying there should be Cave Punk, and we should start it. Okay. And, oh. I mean, I'm talking you're wearing bones around your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got that cloth. one, like, uh, you know, kind of like uh, It's a big scar. It's made of cheetah skin. Fur. <laughs> we'll go with fur. Yeah, yeah. what do you even call that where it's like the the like the shirt that's just like it, a sash over one is shoulder? Is it always a loincloth or is it like a um, I don't know some sort of like like 
what is it called? The a Greek thing, the toga, like a toga, toga but like a toga, sort of, sort of like yeah. a onesie. Yeah, and it's it's gonna have spots. Anyway, toga I'm, sounds like a like, caveman a, like name. a bodybuilding onesie, except just with one strap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cavepunk.tumblr.com is that the URL format for that? Anyway, I'm gonna start it. It's gonna there be big. Go. Mm. Yeah. Just Photoshop Joe and Mac and put like earrings on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Cave. Punk. Color their hair different. Put some sunglasses on them. Call their it ha- call it original. The, the two player. I guess it's Mac. His hair is already like hot pink yeah well like blue and green blue i love the hot colors. pink like totally out of place hot pink yeah. from like the 90s like sunset riders just oh, having yeah. just like hey and i'm the uh, the guy with the hot pink hat and poncho <laughs> and i'm the best blends one. right into monument yeah. valley you can't uh-huh. even like... <laughs> i think this one should be pretty obvious uh, river raid you disappoint me. <laughs> the caveman from the time traveler game? No. Oh, or is this is this the pretty cave, good caveman? Is this, this is... the prehistoric part from um, Virtual Bart? <laughs> this is a prehistoric part, but the entire game okay. is prehistoric. So, Turok, uh, Airzonk. Uh, you're close. <laughs> this is Bonk. Bear, bear Bonk. <laughs> Have these victory sounds queued up for a reason, man. <laughs> Bizonk. Bazonk. Uh, so man, Bazonka Donk. Bonk is like, yeah, the original game caveman, uh-huh. caveman. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, but it was weird, like reading reading magazines like GamePro or EGM, like mm-hmm. in an era where there's no internet and all I have is Nintendo Power, which is the, the best propaganda America ever had. Oh yeah, which is just telling you there is no other stuff. Nintendo is all there is. There are no other mm-hmm. consoles. What else? There's nothing. There's, there's nothing outside play. the dome. Why would you want to <laughs> yeah. go there? It's just dragons and shit. It's awful. <laughs> uh, who put the dragons there? <laughs> but like, whenever you would find Night Shyamalan Twitch to get out there. Genesis. <laughs> oh my god, there's a Sega Genesis just lying on the ground. What, what? even is this? What is this turbo graphics thing? <laughs> but oh, reading magazines don't. and like yeah. And then like reading seeing a two page spread in probably EGM or GamePro for this thing bonk. And the graphics uh the TG sixteen was like slightly better graphics than your given NES game. Yeah. But uh audio also it's just mildly better. But not a true 16-bit machine. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that at the time. But yeah, absolutely. But like not. seeing these screens, I was like of the giant dinosaur head that in my, and again because this is also an era where there was no video footage of games. You could not watch a YouTube clip. Uh-huh. There were no trailers to watch. You when, only saw a game in motion when it was out, and that's it. So when, when you, you look, saw a giant dinosaur sprite on screen, you assumed it was fully animated yeah. and not just a sprite that floated around. Perfectly yeah. So like in my head, I'm like this. What is this non-Nintendo thing I can't play? Like, this is probably the greatest thing I'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Look at the size of that dinosaur. It's just like how I felt being a Genesis kid, looking uh. at Mega Man X screenshots, oh, yeah. but ex- oh, except that was for a better game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Bonk, uh, Bonk, Bonk pretty, is still pretty I, fun. I, we, um, I remember at one point we had a guest star. I, I swear to God, on this episode of Reaper that we did, uh, lots of plugs for the former thing. Mm. Um, but... Uh, it was Aram Jabari who was at Sony now. He might have been at oh, Atlas yeah. at the time. Yeah. And we played Super Bonk, and I had never touched it before. I did not realize how absolutely like acid trip insane it is. It's a weird oh, game. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, I think it might be the last Bonk game. So it is utterly just batshit. Like, oh. uh, I think 
Bonk is uh, sent into the future by his nemesis. And so, like, the first stage is in Chinatown somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, as, that's a good place for a caveman to be. Sure, but there's still dinosaur Chinatown, enemies to fight. 2197. Uh, you turn into a flying crab at one point that uh-huh. uh, just, like, goes through these Gradius-style levels. Uh, you, you, you grow and ex- or, uh, shrink and expand. I have a sound clip of it. Of course I do. I know. I believe that he does. He's looking at the screen right now. Yeah, yeah. Checks sound out. Sound of growing, shrinking. Those are very Goemon-style sound effects. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and uh, as you go through the game and find these big hunks of meat, you uh, power up and uh, first become like this... Like your... Bonk's face completely changes. Oh, yeah. And at first, he's like this weird sort of like grimacing dude with huge eyebrows, like like it's a Yakuza face or something. Yeah. And then uh, power up again and you turn into like this crazy thing with like mushroom clouds coming out of your head. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. then, yeah, I go on an invincibility spree and it sounds like this. And then, like when you climb the wall, like his, he gets this huge, like yeah, violator-style grin on his yeah, mouth, and, and like he climbs it with his teeth. Oh, it with that's his right. Teeth. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. In an era where a lot of your main character sprites in NES games didn't do much other than their default form, having a player character like Bonk that did a bunch of right. different oh, yeah. animations that, was like, wow. That Mega Man leaned over the top of the ladder before he got up. Yeah, at the time was insane. Yeah. and Bonk is climbing walls with his uh-huh. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he also had, um, there were certain things that like weren't immediately obvious, like Bonk attacked by either slamming his hand into things or you jump into the air, hit, uh, I guess it was the one button on Turbo Graphics, turn upside down and just plummet head first onto your enemies and crush yeah. them. Uh, but you could turn up the turbo switch on that button, and if you held it down, Bonk would just sort of spiral through the air, and he'd float slowly, and it was just a cool thing to wow, discover. I guess, you know, cave babies, I don't know if they just didn't have that soft spot kind of malleable head that babies usually do. I guess they were just good to go right out of the gate. Yeah, you know? I guess, I guess so. yeah, just, cave babies. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, well, we get, you give these babies an extra thick skull so they can just hit things with mm-hmm. it. That's how they survive without parents because, as you know, <laughs> all great heroes are orphans. That's true. Can we mm-hmm. make a family tree that connects all these cavemen? I would, I would imagine that Bonk is Chuck Rock. Yeah. As a kid. As yeah, a kid. as a kid, okay. and he just lost his... I feel like Joe and Mac are like a couple that are married and yes. like live next door and go on their own adventure well, together. Weird, weird thing about uh, Joe and Mac and their, their love lives is that, uh, again, the arcade and Super Nintendo versions have slightly different setups in that the Super Nintendo version you may be familiar with is that uh, one day uh, a bunch of Neanderthals came into their camp and scared away the cave babes with their bad breath because Neanderthals haven't invented toothpaste yet. Okay. And the arcade version is just a more uh, conventional, oh yeah, these Neanderthals came in and kidnapped all the women and dragged them out by their hands. And then there's a gag where one of the women is fat and the Neanderthal has trouble dragging her. (laughs) You started talking like we were, you know, shipping and... and So I was like, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to look up Chuck Rock erotic fan fiction. It's got to be there. But I just found erotic fan fiction for the TV show Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) And all of it, the first thing is highlighted as Chuck. And then, like, in the description text, rock hard penis. (laughs) So uh, Chuck and The Rock get together. (laughs) So I'm just saying, if you want want some Chuck fanfic... uh, 
Uh, and they give there, birth man. to Chuck Rock. Uh, I will chuck that fanfic in the garbage. <laughs> Whoa, oh, up Chuck. What? Oh, you heard, oh. You heard that. that. Do you have a slam dunk sound effect? Like of me just like dunking on someone real hard? Y'all be haters, don't hate my game. <laughs> then the glass Bunga. breaking of the yeah. rim. Yeah. Just and then, of course, he's invented fire. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, we should probably throw this top five that's in the trash. That's a really too. good joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, I have to appreciate he's invented fire. Uh, I'm sorry. I, and I stepped on the jingle. Uh, like I didn't get it. Line. I didn't get it at first. But yeah, it took me a minute too. It's good. That's okay, Tim. Everybody steps on everything. On this show. <laughs> it's, it's just you just roll with I it. Have to, I have to appreciate a really good joke. Thank you. I, yeah. I, Thanks, Tim. Uh, but. Cavemen okay, are boring, and I'm glad they're all not in video games anymore. You're I boring. kind of agree. So we're just saying, like Turok doesn't count because he came from like a modern age. He's not yeah, a caveman. Yeah. He's not a caveman. Yeah. It's it's, it's about it's American. about your That's, origins. It's not that about is, it's mm-hmm. that it, is real insensitive. Yeah. Thing. It's about your origins. It's not about your place in time. <laughs> no, that's why right. I brought up the like cave mania because I'm like cave why, mania. Why why were we <laughs> cave mania? Like, Okay, it was it was kind of funny and like in Man, like oh man, he he's like learning modern right. society. Unfrozen caveman lawyer, yeah. you know, fish out of water. It's fun, mm. yeah. For, uh, caveman lawyer, but it's like, why were they such an interesting oh, character? Shit. They're boring. Do you remember Cave Nami? No. What? What is that? When we were one of those nights at Radar, where we were there for like ever, and then somehow we were <laughs> the like, most of them we got yeah, and we got we got so delirious. I do remember that? And it was like the we were getting emails from Konami, but the, like it was it was written like so stutterly oh, and like missing words, and there were typos in it, and we just said reading familiar. I am from Cave Nami. <laughs> we made up a, a whole character. We of had like a Cave whole Nami. like story of why this company existed. And <laughs> That's really Nami. good. Oh, you, uh, what about? You know you talked about living under the dome of mm-hmm. Nintendo. Maybe sees this fall. Have you, <laughs> can we call that in the Nintendo? Hmm. Oh, oh wow! Like that's. Nice. Oh, I grew up in the Nintendo. You know, I didn't really know about. Wow. Uh, okay. Like that. Yeah. That yeah. one just okay. flew right over my head. Yeah. Dude, I, I, mean, I, I, I I banked it because I didn't want to disrupt the flow of conversation yeah. nice. more than I already nice. was. Good. Uh, and so here we are. We've um, already ruined Michael's outro three times. So let's just keep <laughs> I did, going. Before we leave, though, I did want to give a quick shout out to Alia from Chrono Trigger. I know she's not a playable caveman in a platformer sense, but as far as yeah. prehistoric cave people go, well, I th- she's I th- quite cool. She's, I thought good, about good that, and also Conquer, because it has that caveman segment, but I didn't want to... I wanted to make it caveman-themed games. You're not a caveman in Chrono uh, Trigger. Right. Chrono does not dress in furs and hit things with club. Um, but she does. She does, yes. Yeah. But that that's, it comes you know a few hours in. Yeah. Um, and you know, I also looked at some modern survival games like Rust and Ark, mm. and then like pulled up YouTube videos. And the first thing I see is the main character holding a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, no, okay, I think this is discounted. Yeah, I mean, the only thing interesting about Rust is it's probably the only example you could find with like fully rendered dicks mm, and stuff. Yeah. One of the few. That's a top five for the future. That is a solid ska band name, by the way. <laughs> fully <laughs> rendered, rendered dicks. dicks. <laughs> Semi-rendered. <laughs> no, it's just like n- nudity in games. It's like yeah. uh, so com- compared to like film and, and TV now. Is the only other so wiener uh, the GTA expansion? There's, gotta be, there's other wieners, The I'm Lost sure. and Damned or whatever it was. Was, was that it? an expand? No, there, there are others. Okay. All right. Fine. Well. I don't need to go down this road. Maybe but. not in AAA games, but uh, what's what's the one Chris Livingston wrote a thing for PC Gamer about like being there were wieners? Like no, it was like I I just beat myself to death with a rock that I hid in my oh, butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. God, what was that? Um, I don't remember. Like there are like eighteen thousand survival games on Steam now where you're some form of cave person. Right. So uh, I don't remember, but yeah, he. 
at some point in the game, like, he just started hitting himself with a rock and killed himself. <laughs> Did it have, like, Jurassic Park Trespasser, like, physics or something where you could, like... No, you could actually just beat yourself in the head. There's, like, a button for it? Yeah, uh, I Reign so. of Kings. Oh. All right. Not yeah. to be confused with the pickup artist. Yeah, there's yeah, just a yeah. great screenshot Reign of Reign of Kings diary. I bashed my face with a rock I kept in my butt. I, love those, <laughs> I, love, the, I love those PC gamer diaries. The kept in my butt thing is a joke because you have no... You're you know pretty much naked, so you have wow. no inventory, but you can pull things out. And then, like, it starts with this screenshot of just like this really awkwardly modeled character, just with a rock, <laughs> ready to just like, go at it. A huge midsection and a gigantic ass. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, really. That's what good I like. Butt. Yeah. Yeah. With a thong. Um, which anyway. I guess is a step up from Rust. Anyway, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. Uh, Project Alf aired on February seventeenth. The Return of Alf that no one wanted. It's not the Return of Alf. Like the last, the episode, the last episode of the fourth season ended with Alf being kidnapped by somebody with a spotlight. This got a theatrical release in parts of Europe, possibly all Europe. Mm -hmm. I know because I was walking down a street in Prague in nineteen ninety eight. Wow! And all of a sudden, passing a movie theater, I see not like a poster, but like something that someone printed out on colored paper mm-hmm. and stuck up and the only thing I could recognize on it's all in check except for ALF versus the US Army <laughs> and some times and I'm like what the fucking fuck is that and they're like blah 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 Martin Sheen blah 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 I'm like oh was that that thing from TV like three years ago wow. <laughs> that's 302010 a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago every Thursday right here on the Laser Tab Network Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch. And I've been sitting here for the last uh, two hours or so listening to these idiots talk about the Stone Age and all what they do in the Stone Age. I just want to say that as a small mammal who is covered in fur and has to eke out an existence day in, day out against the cold, unfeeling backdrop of urban San Francisco, every day of my life is the goddamn Stone Age. Okay, yes, sometimes they leave out garbage and cans that I can get into, sometimes they don't. But in any case, I have to fashion all my tools myself, and I fashion them, of course, out of rat skulls, which you know I hoard. Recently, though, I've taken inspiration from Far Cry Primal and started teaming the rats that uh, sort of wander around my warren, and and just sort of fattening them up for for later use so that I can harvest their skulls, which I just sort of reach into their heads and yank them out real quick before they notice. Now, you may be saying that this is cruel or gross, but the thing is, I do it so fast, it doesn't even kill them. They don't notice a thing, they're perfectly alive, but their heads are a very disturbing shape afterward, and it kind of terrifies people to watch them walking around with, like, you know, their entire head just sort of 
dragging on the sidewalk, and uh, many of my creations have been killed unceremoniously. Let's just leave it at that. But I'm not here to bore you with my tales of animal husbandry in the wilds of the Bay Area. I'm here to tell you how to support Vigigame Apocalypse. There are a bunch of ways you can do this. First and foremost, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, rate and review us, leave us five-star reviews. Five, remember, the number of fingers on a raccoon's hand is five. That's how many stars you're going to leave. And then you're going to say, this is the worst goddamn show I've ever heard in my life. Who the fuck are these losers? I don't care. I don't even like video games or podcasts. In fact, I'm deaf. What am I even doing here? The show is amazing. Five stars. Much love. XOXOXOX. And then you will actually track us down and kiss us on the mouth. Or just me. Just me, because I love being picked up and held and giving you my rabies. You may have noticed, if you ever go to lasertimepodcast.com or videogameapocalypse.com, there are a bunch of little ads for Amazon down the right side of the page. Guess what? Those aren't actually ads. They're items that you can click on and buy and have delivered to your home. Even if you don't like what you see there, though, click on them anyway, and then buy something you do actually want. Uh, As long as it's in the same session after you click through, we'll get a cut of whatever you spend. You spend nothing extra. We get a little bit of money. Amazon loses some money. Everyone wins, especially if they hate Amazon. If you'd rather give us money directly, go to patreon.com slash lasertime. Sign up to contribute a few bucks every month, why don't you? And uh, if you contribute enough, you'll get access to a bunch of cool stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily. First season of Talking Simpsons, other shows, bonus time. You may even get access to Google Hangouts with the hosts every month. Every so often they send out prize packages. It's a pretty great deal for just a few bucks a month. And if you don't want to spend any money at all, you can help us out by telling all your friends about us. If you if you hear a show you like, mention it on Twitter or Facebook, link to it. Go up to your friends and say, hey, guess what? There's this show you might really like. And they're like, is it Game Apocalypse? And you're like, well, how did you guess? And they're like, well, because you've told me this every week for the last 152 weeks. And frankly, I'm, uh, I've bought a gun and you don't have anything to fear, but I'm going to use it on myself if you bring this up again. And then you say, great, my work here is done. And you walk off into the sunset with your best girl on your arm or best guy, whatever. I'm not picky. Anyway, I've taken up way too much of your time. So back to the normal hosts and enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to our lovely and talented second segment. How'd you guys like that break? It's been a few days, it was but uh, I feel I, I feel it. refreshed and uh, yeah. good. Um, I just... <laughs> it was, I mean, it was so funny when we were surfing. Uh huh. Yeah. And you mm. fell off and just totally wiped out. <laughs> oh man, the lifeguard had to go pull you in. It was hilarious, but I'm glad you recovered after vomiting all that seawater. You see, it sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> See all the fun you were having couldn't penetrate the zen state that I I uh, uh, got to at my complete meditative trance that lasted for the entirety of the break. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm That's amazing. So I'm going to have a lot of um How'd I don't you, know. You kept your balance on the board the whole time that way? Mm-hmm. Like just cross yeah. legs. Once you're sat, once you're sat down, yeah, like yeah. you're good. All so right, right. Yeah, I'm enlightened and happy to bring that to the second segment. Yeah, when <laughs> a couple of sharks popped up and I'm like, "Oh, wait, I'm not messing with this." Once guy. once you're no. counting the rays of the sun of your inner soul, like nothing can break that. Well, right. I had gotten all those mammoth tusks before I started meditating. <laughs> so. <laughs> and on that note, I love how Anne lives on as a ghost here <laughs> with, with her giggle. Good, good giggle I, I need I need to like uh, send her some lines to record as Anne bot so she can continue being a part of this show. Yeah, I am going to set up sort of a. When I'm moving to Maryland, by the way, I guess I've mentioned before, but uh, I'm going to set up sort of a recording studio because I still have to do like VO work for PC Gamer sometimes. So uh, yeah, we'll be able to record stuff and send it to you guys if you ever want to use it. That's awesome, nice. nice. If you care to hear our beautiful voices, I still wanted to do a Brett bot versus real Brett thing where yeah. we just play things and I reenact them, and it's like, was that the sound clip or was that me live? Like, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> 
Research me, look on Boxback. Research me, look on Boxback. Uh, Far Cry Primal Ooh. is out this week. It's it the is. reason we did that whole previous segment that you all had to suffer through. Uh, I've been playing it a bit. Again, I, full disclosure, I do work for Ubisoft as a contractor. But if you enjoy Far Cry, if, if you liked Far Cry 3 and 4 a lot, like you will enjoy this. It has... A great gameplay loop of like you're just running around scavenging wood and animal pelts and rocks and then like Sounds crafting great. weapons out of them. <laughs> and and saw- you you have bows and clubs and spears and mm. you're continually crafting new ones and <clears throat> finding people who can teach you how to make better ones. One, yeah. of, one of my favorite things I've seen so far, and this mm-hmm. is one of those things where like as I was leaving Game Informer, I wanted to like impart like, oh my god, like do this dumb feature idea that I don't have time to do and you'll you'll do it and then it'll be better than I would have done it and, and go for it. But one thing I forgot to suggest was to make a video that is a compilation of petting all yes. of the animals. That was like the first idea that I had at UE Blog. Like, we need to do this. Right. We need to do this. And so who did it? I think weren't she, able to make it. I think Polygon. The Justin McElroy. McElroy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, he was the first. In the only the way that he could, uh, and it's hilarious, and made me want to play the game even more. Mm-hmm. See, which like bummed me out because we just had we just have one of our guys on a. He's he's basically going to like review the animals in it because we don't have a PC version yet. <laughs> So, like, the first review of it is he's just going to kind of arbitrarily decide which animal is the best animal. But uh, part of that was petting all of them, and I was like, damn you, <laughs> fucking mackerel. You want me to tell you which <laughs> one is the best? It's the badger. Okay. Yeah. All right. The pet it's, goes well, right? I mean, it's just you pet it, and it likes it a lot. Oh, yeah. It okay. just always likes it and doesn't doesn't try to bite your fucking arm off <laughs> at any point. Um, no, I actually like it because of that unpredictability. Because, like, yeah, all, all the animals, like, you can walk up and pet them. Like, I, I, sh- I should say, if you're completely unfamiliar with this game, that oh, the twist here is that you're a caveman who can tame animals. If a wolf attacks you in the world, you can, like, throw out a piece of bait. And while it's eating the bait, you can walk up and hold down a button to tame it. And then it's your friend. And you can call it whenever you want. And uh, there's a bunch of different ones you can do that with. But, yeah, the the badgers, uh, when you go up and try to pet them and get, like, a nice close-up look at their face as they sort of nuzzle your hands, it's really cute. Sometimes they'll do that, and other times they'll just lunge at you and try to bite you. Mm. And then you have to uh, Mm. yank them off your arm and throw them away, and then they're your friend again. I am slightly more interested in this than a typical Far Cry, because... I'm just so burnt out on guns and games mm-hmm. and like just shooting everything no all the guns. time. And there's I'm, something about that that seems so, uh, I'm gonna, interesting. Yeah, if we can put a slight damper on Michael's enthusiasm, mm-hmm. uh, his, his his biased enthusiasm. How dare you? Well, everything I've heard and seen, and you know, I've Ubisoft sent us some console copies, so I've played a little bit. It's like it is cavemen, and there are no guns. True. Yes. But like the the clubbing people mechanics aren't very special that the arrow shooting arrows is not that special it, it really is still very much a far cry game it 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 capitalizes on the caveman thing in that there's more animal stuff but it's like the same animal ai as you got in in previous far cry is but, the bow is like the bow and arrow gameplay comparable to like far cry 3 or far cry 4 it, it feels a little similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I like that. Because the only Far Cry I, I've played is Blood Dragons. So. I'm just okay. saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they replaced the guns with, like, 
oh, an interesting, intricate melee system. It's pretty much just like bash, bash, right. bash. Right. You're saying Xenoclash. Got it. Well, okay. I well, mean, no, there, I mean, there is a, a melee rhythm to it in that, like, you run up and you smash someone sure. with your club, and they will stumble. I have a question that's aimed towards sure. trying to get a, a sense of the combat and, like, the rhythm of it. Is it anything, any connective tissue, like, as far as for fans of, like, Sega's Condemned of just sort of like a block Ooh, bash kind of like... Do you like Condemned? Yeah. yeah, not really, not really blocking okay. uh, with the club. But that would like, be very cave. I feel like that's partly because of like condemned was very much a tube. Yeah, so they could mm. work on having a melee sy- a system. Whereas oh, Far Cry is like, I mean, I, again, I've played as Blood Dragon. I don't know Far Cry well at all, but it it seems like a everything I've seen is this crazy world where shit constantly happens. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, we could spend eight weeks designing a melee system or make all the animals look well, cute. And, I also odd, odd thing I've noticed that the melee has a different feel depending on the audio system. That is connected to the game, like, like the first my first time, I, my, like my sick ass five point one surround sound. Maybe. Well, like the first time I tried it out, it was like yes, with no, really dog, I spent a lot of money on this. Really fancy headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, Astro or Triton, one of those, uh, one of those things, and it's just like, yeah, I, I just uh, really felt all the bass in uh, those hits, and then like, yeah, trying it out on my cordless headphones at home, it's not, it's not, it's not quite the same. It still feels right, good, but. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't quite hear the same crunch of bone as I'm how do you smashing know? the guy's head. How do you get the lay of the land? Is it uh, eagles? You have a map. Okay. Um, and an owl. But, but you can, yeah, you have the owl. Oh, the owl. I'm sorry. Which you can use to scout ahead, and it like it. it I love how the owl works like a drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like the it stands for organic weapon learner. <laughs> Good. That's a Good. shitty joke. <laughs> no, you're, you're yeah, but you're, it's, it's like the the camera or binoculars in previous yeah, games. Yeah. You you use the owl like you're flying over an enemy camp and you can tag like, all the enemies and then they stay a, in your vision after you send the owl. Away. Like Mark Cree, like you could send the hawk out, and he would yeah, see. That's you, true. And you could look through the bird. Mark Cree was ahead of its time. It's a great yeah, game. It really was. And uh, Rise of the Kasai, the less said about that, the not better. a good game. No. <laughs> So anyway, I'm just like I'm a total grump when it comes to Ubisoft open world games. So mm. don't take my word for it. Michael loves open world games, whereas yep. I see them as a to do list that yeah. like, is frustrating to me. I, I am yeah. I again, where I'm I, just like I don't want to do all that. Yeah, I, so I've much. Gotten way more into like I want to have a game that has solid mechanics that I get extremely good at. Like no, Monster it's funny Hunter or whatever, because I but. I. You know, I think if you go back like ten years, I'm like open world. You can do anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Now I've completely reversed. Where I'm like, yeah, give me a linear game, man. Like, give me a like beginning, end, completion. Like, send yeah. me from the start to the finish. But now that it's for me, it's probably been two years since I played an open world game. Some re- and because of the weird the, the weird bubble I live in, I didn't even know this game existed until I saw <laughs> the finished box copy on Chris's shelf, and I'm like, what the fuck is Far Cry Primal? <laughs> Uh, but now describing it, I'm like, for some reason, this I'm strangely interested because it, there's no guns yet. It's still a walk mm-hmm. around and yeah. checklist. You'll, yeah, you'll probably like it. Thing. It is, it is I really guess they did do Shadow of Mordor, which is sort of... Yeah. Well, like, one, one of the things, um, it's they, they kind of tried, tried to make it a lot more open-ended than other Far Cry games. So you don't quite have the same storyline prodding you in the back just like go forward go to this next checkpoint I'm not like, gonna have like a top 40 song narrating while I listen no, to no it. yeah no Sadly. I mean our, uh, one of our guys played for like 10 hours on the console version and like he wrote his sort of impressions of it and I was like I didn't mention the story and he was like yeah, I don't really know what the story is yet <laughs> like it's one of those games that sounds like where you can play 10 hours and not really pay that well, much I mean, attention it's, it's not that esoteric I mean you're you're going into the valley and you're 
You're a member of this shattered tribe, the Winja, and or I guess it's pronounced Winja in the game. That's another thing. The entire game is in a proto-Indo-European language that was constructed specifically for the game. It's a great Mega Man cover band, by the way. The Proto-Indo-Europeans? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw them. That was great. <laughs> It's like the Euro Trash cover band of the yeah. Proto Man. Just they lean on a on a on a fucking right. keyboard right. for. Well, I mean, the, the we can thing. light up the night. <laughs> I mean, the premise is there, but it, it sounds like you can spend a lot of time. Like, I just want to hunt some animals and stuff and do this without. I mean, well, if you think about a cave, which is kind of classic Ubisoft, but. a caveman's goal for survival might be to uh, protect his people, and then these people yeah. want the land, so I'm going to hurt yeah. them yeah, so they don't get it. So and... there, those other two tribes, the the Udom and the Izila, and one of them is like you know these very primitive Neanderthal-looking guys, and then they're, the Izila are like these Mesopotamians who've, who are very advanced and have this chauvinistic superiority They've come to complex. have sex with your family. Uh, they think you're there to have sex with their family. Oh, wow. So, what a twist. Yeah, they don't like you. Man. Are you there to have sex with their family? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't gotten that You far. say the word Mesopotamian. I just got a shiver down my spine remembering like my world history class from college <laughs> of like the female version of Ben Stein. Like It was rough, but I feel like there's something to enjoy here. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. <laughs> to Stein. Ben Stein, man. I'm still trying to win that guy's money. Yeah. Does he have money still? <laughs> no, they won it all. Yeah, no, they they, t- they took all his money on the show. Yeah, Ultimate doing, socialist. Why doing that? That's why that show's not on anymore. He would probably stab you in the face for saying He's the one giving away his money for remembering shit. Even the clear That's eyes money dried up. Oh. He's, ac- he's actually... He's, uh, hey. he, he is still known as a uh, satirist, and he is still writing. Uh, Oh. It's not, it's not very good satire. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to playing uh, Far Cry Far Cry Par- Primal. Far 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 Cry. Far, Par- hold on one second. Far Cry Parmesan. Far 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 Darble and, <laughs> and and doing the same thing that I do where I'll, I'll get thirty hours into the game and have tried to do every single thing and uh, overstretch myself in every direction. Yeah. And then I won't finish the last That's core ten percent. Yeah. There you go. Mm. How many hours is this video game you've been talking about? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I probably twenty to. 40. I haven't played it all the way through. So, so you're a fraud. I'm, I'm a total fraud. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> frog, and, like frog. Uh, should right. be frog marched into the streets. No, I said frog. <laughs> Jesus, what is? A frog is someone who doesn't finish games. Don't you know this slang? <laughs> Speaking of things that are green, uh, Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare Two came out. Oh yeah, I hear it's good. Dave Rudden uh, yeah. reviewed it for IGN, gave it an 8.2. Uh, oh, he can... seemed very enthusiastic. He loved the first one. I know that much. I played a lot of nothing. Hmm. That's one of those games. PVZ kind of, on... Yeah, like, yeah, PVZ, like, everyone... Actually, everyone, I think, pretty much liked the yeah. first one. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. did it, it didn't really seem to take off in the public consciousness to me. Like, you didn't hear people going, like, can't wait for the new PVZ yeah, patch. Yeah, it's no. weird. Um, it, we're talking about Garden Warfare specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's... I, I played a lot of it at, at GI, and I liked it. I think it had promise, but there was like a like a one critical layer of polish that I was like, oh, well, I think that I could take this and move on to the next uh, iteration. It might be really cool, and it'll probably be burned in my m- mind as like one of the last things I saw another editor mm. playing on a TV uh, in the office. But like, yeah. it looked like it looked better, it, and it was a giant corn yeah. cob shooting people. If mm. this is if the audience they were trying to get with the first. Garden Warfare is now in Splatoon. Maybe it, it is kind of like Battlefield for everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because Splatoon like had a you could argue a rocky start, but then spent the next eight months like getting better and a little better and adding content and like I wonder if I mean like I know, but I wonder if mm-hmm. that 
I wonder if that audience is gone or just been like, no, we're good with Splatoon. Or, or I mean, that game's almost a year old. Maybe I mean, they you know, move the on. Different consoles, I guess. Yeah, but, that's, uh, yeah that's I true. mean, Plants vs. Zombies is everywhere that Splatoon isn't. That's true. So uh, It's like Visa. Yeah, I did watch Dave's uh, video review. He he did not like Captain Deadbeard, one of the six new character classes. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's a it character totally class? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they all have what? names. for. Uh, there's like a... a a, na- a person's name is Super a Brains, I think, is, is one of the zombies. Oh, well, and, this is uh, kind of a thing that MOBAs Chuck. Colonel Corn kind of brought on us, where it's like... MOBA? Yeah. Uh, you know, like like Overwatch, which is Blizzard's kind of new shooter. Kind of. It is their new shooter. Um, you, where, where like, shooter. rather than, like, Demo Man, Engineer, you have mm. a character. And oh, okay. The character is a very clear archetype. I see, guys. Yes. But it's a character, yeah. Okay. But you can still put goofy hats on it. Okay, yeah, fine. Yes. Good. I was about to flip this table. <laughs> Under your head is a hat. And out of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, walking, For later use. Walking Dead and Michonne is uh, now a thing. First episode out. Uh, uh, yeah. Getting okay reviews. I guess I haven't... Uh... They streamed it today on... Uh... <coughs> Laser Time or oh, Twitch.tv slash Laser Time. Yes, streamed, they did. streamed a bit of. I know Dave's a big again a big Dave's the Walking Dead expert. He knows uh-huh. that stuff. If you give so. me a second. I want to kind of I want to read a couple of lines from our lukewarm take yeah, on e- it. Even though community manager Nathan Ortega was gracious enough to give me a code for it, I have not had time to play it yet. So thank you for that. Instead, but, uh, you were up all night researching cavemen. I was. I really <laughs> actually was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, um. You mentioned Chris Livingston earlier. Love love that guy. One of our writers. Uh. He he had kind of a lukewarm take on it but i'm like he, he liked it generally but as far as like zombie stuff kind of being overplayed sure he, he kind of started making fun of like all the ground it retreads which is uh some days i envy the bed the dead michonne thinks that she holds a loaded revolver to her own head as like every person in a zombie in zombie yeah. fiction has before oh i envy them and uh yeah, wondering if there's a large community run efficiently yet mercilessly by a violent overseer. Of course there is. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, I was just thinking of Woodbury. Just kind of sounds a lot yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, when someone exclaims, "If if we don't help the other survivors," and then in quotes, "We're no better than the damn walkers," which oh. is like, so okay, that, that's the six hundredth time that's been exclaimed the in walkers. a zombie thing. They're, they're zombies that walk on. Dams. If, if we lose our humanity. We're no better than the we zombies. Are, then we are the walking yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the real undead here? <laughs> you see, I whenever I hear the I hear the name Mashone. Do you does anyone else just imagine Michael Jackson screaming it as loud as he could at the top of his lungs? Because that's all I Is think it of. Mashone or Michonne? Well, I mean, I thought it was Michonne. I'm oh, sure. Right. They're worlds I, apart. I, I never watched the TV show. <laughs> I have no idea. I just picture the what is the chocolate candy that comes like Ferrero Rocher? <laughs> what Toblerone? Rocher. Yeah, what is it? Rocher. Yeah, Ferrero Rocher or whatever. Yeah. This, yeah, I think of anything that ends in. Well, anyway, please someone save me from this. <clears throat> it, um, I'm sure don't... it's a fine game. <laughs> I haven't played it, so I can't speak. Oh, yeah, I played I just... the first one on iPad and was like, that's fine. I just you like Chris's take on it because I've said before, like years ago, like when everyone was kind of like, The Walking Dead is amazing. I was like, eh, zombie stuff. And I, I think I said the same things. Like, I bet there's someone who says, oh, if we, you know, yeah. aren't better than them, we might as well be them. Like, th- th- just like I was just tired of zombie apocalypse stuff or apocalypse stuff. Really. Sure, yeah. Hmm. So is there a scene where like, 
somebody's like yelling at someone else for eating brains and like if we if you do that you're losing your humanity you're, <laughs> you're no better just like than them the, the this zombies. is why i have so much hope in that new star trek show like every oh my god brian fuller yes everything is about the end of the world and we're all fucked and mm. everything sucks and that's all fine but like optimistic television there I can't is no wait. better time than now to have an optimistic view of the future yeah, jesus kind of need one right now and i haven't talked about i mean uh, before the show I was talking with Brett about how disappointing X-Files was. Yeah. But how, like, I was really nervous about the new Star Trek series. Yeah. But then when I found out Brian Fuller was show showrunner, I was like, this, I mean, it may not be great, but at least I think it'll take risks. I mean, sure. he put Hannibal on the air, which yeah. is, like, amazing. Uh-huh. It even ran yeah. for three seasons. Yeah. I digress. I but. need an optimistic worldview again, like the one I had when I was in arcades in the 80s, playing Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, which is... Now out on PS4. Good thing. Is it really? Perfect. Yes, it is. Fine. Wow. Uh, we did a, actually. Tim and I did a VG Empire true. of uh, the, the Double Dragon series on. Uh, it was about a year ago uh, at E3. But uh, man, Double Dragon Two. What I loved about revisiting that game is it is from a time when the whole New York Manhattan area was like the murder capital of the country. Oh yeah. And that depiction of what. New York was like like it was clearly just like Japanese take on like I don't know Manhattan probably like this yeah. right just roving gangs of, of neon colored goons streets of rage <laughs> we saw yeah. the warriors that's what it is yeah right? but it's like yeah. imagine the warriors but everyone's hot pink and green and the music is fucking rad as hell in Double Dragon 2 uh, is it like, 2 supposed to be like post-apocalyptic oh, or something po- it's post-apocalyptic but just clearly still Manhattan yeah. and then it starts getting off the rails with like this the sci-fi edge starts coming in and it's it's such a weird game and then if you hold up in the corner you just sort of ride up a pipe yeah. off screen yeah. uh, you guys we spent so much time uh, before talking about cavemen and how it's like starting from nothing and trying to build up from something and if you think about it like the apocalypse is kind of like bringing us back to the Stone Age. Oh you know my what goodness! Mean? What it's if there was another circle. civilization before the Stone Age? You can announce a civ oh expansion. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means the dinosaurs had a library. Oh man! No, I mean that really is <laughs> happening a lot. We talked about the rock dinosaurs right, had yeah. an internet, and that's why we don't have a record of their civilization. Uh, Minecraft <laughs> is just exists to teach children survival skills. In yeah, basically, the world that we're building towards with media. My I, sister, who I like, wish instead of me knowing anything about drag, Double Dragon Two, mm-hmm. I wish instead I knew how light bulbs worked. Just replace that knowledge. <laughs> even yeah, with everything. Just like every every okay. hour I spend playing Double Dragon Two, can I just replace <laughs> with like, here's how you change your oil. I'd rather know that right now. Well, you, you have a car? Run up no, I don't have a car. But, uh, <laughs> okay, all right. That's but just a good... Like, I can change a tire. I actually have like all of the uh, ingredients. I, call, I just called them ingredients <laughs> for changing my oil in the trunk of my car. Oh, so oil? <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm a dirty like, rake? <laughs> no, I went and looked online how to change your oil because yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it ah. myself. And I bought like wrenches. I bought... A fucking oil filter. I don't. I think I got the right one, but I'm so scared to even yeah. like start doing it because I'm like, if I fuck up, I can't drive my car anywhere because I just emptied all the oil onto my well, face. Yeah. What do we do when we don't have online tutorials anymore I after the world know. ends? We won't know how to do shit. That's why I'm trying to learn another language. Just like, hey, look, I have at least one skill that's innate to my physical mm-hmm. being. Not like, do you guys need any games that you need to talk about? No, seriously, like uh, comic uh, books. I'll right, talk well, about anything. What do you? If, want? if the uh, tattered, filthy survivors of the future apocalypse need to talk to any Japanese people, I'm sure that... Uh, hey, that's at least something, man. Yeah. On the West Coast, that'll be useful. Yeah, that's, true. that's uh, true. If I was stuck in Iowa, maybe not, but... Uh, they, they used to be like, you know, uh, you, you, one of your parents would show you how to 
change the oil in your car yeah. or your dad would show you how to shave like <laughs> my dad never showed me how to shave yeah. I looked it the fuck up online like, I just started shaving and was like it's probably right how do you shave my, my, you, you my, pick up this rock and you drag <laughs> it across your skin that's also how you tie a tie you gotta hit it with the rock and it ties itself so you meld it with your flesh Brett, if you try to bring your Japanese skills over to Iowa you're not gonna be able to try to barter with anybody using them because it's gonna be you fighting Colonel Cobb the entire time because that's what's gonna is that, is that his name Colonel Cobb, Colonel Corn, something. Colonel I don't know. Corn. You're probably oh, right. Whatever. Well, I can adopt my, my southern accent and it'll get me. F- well, I guess Iowa doesn't really talk like but that. But no, though. that's the other weird thing oh. is that uh, my girlfriend's from Iowa. She has a whole like subset of friends that grew up in Des Moines, not even like rural oh, I know Iowa, Des Moines. that have like southern accents. Full yeah. stop. Oh, yeah, redneck accent's universal, man. I went to uh, Des Moines Lot 93, 94, check out a uh, model airplane racing. <laughs> so my dad would fly up airplanes there and he would fly an F 16. And I would play my Game Boy, a little game called Ninja Gaiden Shadow. <laughs> Gaiden. Gaiden. Go. Gaiden. <laughs> I had a grappling hook. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the Japanese name is that is like Ninja Ryukinden or something like that. And then mm-hmm. they're like, that's too Japanese. Yeah. Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Let's, that's, teach, yeah. let's teach an entire generation of Nintendo the Power Readers Gaiden. that it means side story. Yeah. And then, like, why is this game called Ninja Side Story? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no God. The whole still, game. This still doesn't make sense. But that's why Resident Evil Gaiden was brought over yeah. with that title. You're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Because yeah. I was alive. Sure. Why that's not? Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, speaking of Capcom games, is, uh, yeah. is out this week. Uh, Box cop. It, it's been out for a while, but we're getting box copies for uh, 3DS, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah, so the digital version came out right before I left, so that was August, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is uh, bringing the 3DS version, so the museum stuff, like they scanned a bunch of assets, like you can zoom in and like old you know box art and stuff. But the 3DS one, because it's a Nintendo platform, uh, has like Famicom stuff in there. Oh, wow. So you can actually look at like Nintendo carts and stuff that obviously would yeah. not be in the. So oh. it's it's different than buying Mega Man one through. F- is Mega Man one through six it's, on 3ds? Yeah, on- yeah. So they're already on Virtual Console. They're four ninety nine each, and then this game is I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's twenty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine, but it's it's the same games, but then it has all the like save states and like Filters. challenge mode and the museum and then the, the the special edition one comes with that gold amiibo and yeah. yeah this is like this is probably the last thing i worked on to any notable degree uh well so there's still stuff that's not announced so because you made th- these games oh yeah single-handedly wow but no like uh, the guys at uh, digital eclipse like we went over there and visited them several times and like but when it comes to the marketing materials like the game has a soundtrack when you down i think and like i chose the tracks for that i worked with the artist chamba who made the Box art, box for art, so good. The uh, well, the 3DS art is a, does Chumba have a sibling named Wamba? I wish, man. <laughs> but they come with like you know little pieces of art that are from you know we debuted them like reimagining the box art for Mega Man One through Six, redone by this artist who, Chumba, who did a lot of great stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, we made there's stickers and stuff like I, I don't know, I. I think the the first the gold amiibo should... too was one thing we all like sat around for like mm. almost a year ago like we should have an amiibo in this and talking to Nintendo and it's... dude why didn't you make it a blue and gold amiibo make it bad box art Mega Man colors uh, do you know how much it costs for two colors no you want that thing <laughs> please tell me uh, no you want to fill out <laughs> that P and L form 
God yes. damn it. Yes. There you go. I also, I lost it. Did you man. fill out a fucking form? Yes. You want to work in publishing, man. You got to fill out that P&L. You Where do these, I sign up? These numbers got a pencil dog. You ain't making this. I've got a great idea for a video game. It has a ninja and a moon base. <laughs> give, give me $5 million in two years, <laughs> and we'll make that game. Just important. let me win the lottery. I have an important question. $4 million. Please. What's yeah. uh, strong against uh, Dustman? Dustman, I think, is Skullman. That whole conversation made me think, Tim. You or probably is got Skullman weak to Dustman? I forget. That, uh, how many emails we get or even letters going, I, I have a great idea for a game. As if we make oh, the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that like constant at Game Informer? Yeah, yeah, nonstop. I've got a great idea nonstop. for a game. You guys, are you going to make it or what? Yeah, that's, yeah. That, was, that was absolutely nonstop at Game <laughs> Were there any yeah. that stick out in your mind? Um, I know it's just like, well, what if like Mario was like, but like Mario, but like GTA, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's just like, just walked around, just jumped on shit. Yeah, yeah like what? If, what if that? You're what right. If, what, what if, if that? that? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of called Mario sixty four. One of my favorite things in every like, if I, you know, I'm not paid to read Game Informer anymore to proofread that thing anymore, but I will still be reading it as a fan. Sure. The first thing I will do if I have limited time is read the feedback section, and you look at question of the month uh, and like reader like news tip of the month and like garbage email of the month is just like nonsense like mm-hmm. not even a whole sentence uh, those are always amazingly entertaining so if you like shoot we should steal that because we get a lot of nonsense that uh... there's room for more of it in the world <laughs> my, my favorite story is always like talking to the rock star guys and they were saying like yeah we get letters every so often and like can you please make a GTA out of my hometown? Here's a map of my hometown at sixty dollars because I know that's how much it costs to make a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean you you got this too. I, I was kind of making fun of on Twitter a while ago how online media doesn't know the joy of prison mail. Mm. Oh, that's true. And I mean we get lots of prison mail. I'm sure Game Informer got plenty of prison mail because that's what they can they can get magazines. And yeah, they can read them. That's and, a good point. It, but you know what? Honestly, that always ended up. Um, Generally being funneled towards uh, any female editor on staff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, sucks. It sucks. It, it did suck, but at a certain Will point. Will you marry me? See, man, that's because right. that, that's, we actually get like some real. And I don't want to look up what they did because you can. Um, you, 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 you can. You, you know what? Actually, you speak, can find speaking out. Speaking of that, the, the, the main. This is a complete tangent. But yeah, sorry. I still have an unidentified friend, quote unquote friend, at some point in my life that signed me up for prison mail uh, as a Tina, Tina Turi. Uh, is what they went with oh and included some picture of some uh, saucy lady. And, uh, man, that guy was in for, for uh, aggravated assault with a weapon. <laughs> and he had my address. It's just like, oh, man, oh, I can't do this. Uh, yeah. No, but you get some really nice ones. Like, I, I got a guy who recently, I got a letter from a guy in prison who starts out saying, I'm in here for life. Um, I'm a bit, I was a big PC gamer. You know, obviously I can't play PC games anymore. Um, I read your preview of Pillars of Eternity. It, it it really seemed like the old classic RPGs that I loved. Um, do you mind sending me an issue with the review in it? Because I'd really like to read the review. Like and you know, like unspoken, I'll never get. That's he'll rough. Never get to play that game. He just wanted Aww. to read about someone else playing it. Aww. So I'm like, oh, geez. You know what? If anything, you know what? Keep your nose clean and enjoy the video games while you got them. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to jail for life if you no can. Games on the inside, man. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, not so much. Anyway, we've digressed. Yeah, we should jump along to. News. 
So today, <laughs> still good. Yeah, everyone was losing their shit today because Zynga put its headquarters in San Francisco up for sale. Let me be the first to say Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Which, uh, as, as we know, because we've been there before it was Zynga, what used to be Sega. Sega. Bazinga. Yeah, it's a, somebody pointed out it's a curse of that building. I think it's actually a curse of companies that end in God. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a curse. That seems like a really expensive building. Uh, it's insane. To have. Mm-hmm. It, there's not... Like, so I went in it for a Sega event, like, I don't know, eight years ago. It's this huge brick building that has, like, a tiny amount of office space for how big it is, because the entire center of it... Middle of it is... Is this beautiful open atrium, like... Like, floor-to-ceiling, like, six stories high, with this weird, like, mural of orbs floating in space (laughs) or something. It's so strange. Like, yeah, it's a Sega building. Why? And then, yeah, and then just like, so if you imagine it's a big hollow donut, around <laughs> the edges of it are just these like walkways of yeah. the various stories with offices just running around the sides of it. But yeah. the, the volume of it is mostly yeah. this big open space Huge in the center. Huge empty space. So mm. it's an insanely wasteful building in San Francisco where yeah. fucking, you know, one square foot costs you yeah, $3,500. This is making me feel kind of weird because uh, a couple years ago... There's a within Game Informer. There is a sort of mini issue every April called Game Enforcer, right. um, and it's just what's the Darth something? Darth Clark. Darth Clark. Thank um, you. The editor in chief of Game Enforcer. Yeah, all hell, Darth yeah. Clark. Um, there was a little joke uh, in there, just sort of Zynga uh, steals THQ's business model and closes, and it was just a dog, <laughs> the dog silhouette upside down, um, and it was. Uh, there is there, there's parts of, you know obviously it's um, just the headquarters that's up for sale not the yeah, actual yeah. place yeah, or the, yeah, not yeah. the actual yeah. company's not going bankrupt yeah but right but they're moving it's never a good sign it's, when you're selling off your big it's never a good sticks. sign but yeah. there's always these weird moments from um, from Game and Farcer where they becoming they become like prophetic like uh, one one example is like. Hey, after the GameCube, the next Nintendo console just has one button on it, and it says "Do." It's the "Do" button, <laughs> and like, and then the Wii remote came out, and it was like pretty much just yeah. the A button, yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a anyway. Well, hopefully, um, do we know where they're going? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I imagine Sega moved down the street to get out of Zynga's way, and I don't know where Zynga's going to go. Yeah, I mean, my company just moved into the city, which is cool. I think yeah. we have like a ten-year lease or something like that on our space, which is uh, almost almost at that building uh, for ten years. The one we all worked in, because mm-hmm. uh, we moved in in December '05 yeah. and yeah. moved out in what. November 15 oh, or something like and, that. Uh, I mean, the last days we were there, that building was just yeah. awful. Because it was just, I mean, it was, it was just empty. But now we're in a, uh, yeah. a much more size-appropriate place mm. that's, like, beautiful, open air, you know, sunlight coming in. We're right by the water. It's good. Nice. Uh, but Does yeah. it have a little bagel stand like uh, like our old building did? God, I do miss that. that yeah. I actually, I had a dentist yeah. appointment around there, like, a, mm. a year ago. Oh, and, nice. I was, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go walk in that old building. The two buildings ago, future building, with the open-air atrium where oh, it rains yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to walk around. So I just walked in this building, and I was just like, all these weirdos. Oh, I was the weirdo, for what it's worth. But <laughs> just walking in the perimeter of this building and like, yeah, worked in here for a few months. That's mm-hmm. where uh, there's the old, there's a sandwich bagel place. There's, uh, not, there's none of that, but I do get uh, we get free free Diet Cokes in the fridge. Huh. Free Diet Cokes. And now I'm leaving. I'm giving up the free Diet Cokes. Yeah, but you have any other kinds of free drinks? Oh, there are, there are other drinks, oh, but okay. I drink all the Diet Cokes. 
Uh, we get catered lu- catered lunches on Monday. How about that? Wow. Nice. Yeah, crazy. But uh, it uh, this, uh, this the actual news story we're talking about. This is obviously not the end of Zynga, but it is the end of Zynga being like. Yeah. Shooting to the like, ah, oh, we got all the money in the oh, world. That's, like, that's been the at an end for a long time. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it turns out Facebook changed their algorithm. No. <laughs> Makes it very hard for us to post on Facebook to show you things we want you to read or click. Uh, but no, I mean, which terrifies me because, like, uh, we get like you know we get lots of direct traffic. All, all websites have yeah, to deal yeah, with yeah, the fact yeah. that you are dependent on Google's algorithm. You are dependent on Facebook's algorithm. Yep. And if they change something... Like, and also the word of mouth of our dear listeners. Yeah. That is the most valuable resource. You, of course. You are our most valuable resource. That's true. I not, sound not facetious, Facebook. but I'm being completely serious. And thanks to you, the listener. The listener. <laughs> Get your laser time tote bag. <laughs> you know what else is valuable? The HTC Vive, which is uh, reportedly going to run about eight hundred dollars. This can't be a surprise, right? Eight hundred bucks, like no, no, not really. Is it? Is it the uh, the What's Oculus it? was six hundred? Is that yes. the idea? That's and great. this is one that comes with extra hardware, so that yeah. you can have you know three space. I think we mm-hmm. always. I think we all kind of knew that the Vive. Yeah, would be more I, th- expensive. I think there are people who are just like uh, like biting down, hoping like, no, it's going to be great. This is the year mm-hmm. of VR. It'll it'll be like PlayStation Four when it's like a hundred bucks cheaper. Yeah, this but, VR boom reminds me of like I'm the, gonna have to buy a Viewmaster one instead. The early '90s when it was like, hey, CD-ROMs just came out for consoles. So uh, here's the 3DO. It's 700 bucks. Here's the yeah, the, the, and it's just like you're too soon, man. Sorry, you're what, gonna lose. What, what's what's kind of a you gotta wait two more years. The issue with it right now is that like. Um, this didn't all happen in secret R&D departments. Yeah. It's that it happened so openly, people backed the Kickstarter for Oculus. They got excited about Vive way before it, a price or a release date was announced. So there are fans of hardware that, that they don't have the hardware, but they're fans yeah. of the idea of it. Yeah, it's and weird. now they're like, yeah, $800, holy shit. That's and like, like, they're right to be like, holy shit. But also, yeah, 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 yeah. if this didn't enter the public consciousness for three more years, yeah. then everyone would be like, Oh, okay, because now it's four hundred dollars. That makes sense. That's well, yeah. Fine. You'd also mm-hmm. be you'd at least be talking about like PS Five in three years, right? Every, so you it would at least be in your general mental yeah. space in three years from now. Like, oh, but now it's like everyone's been, it's been built up for the last like five years, and now it's it's all you know it's like six hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars. These are my choices, and I need a high end PC. Yeah, shit. Now, yeah. so there are a lot of people who are disappointed or mad, but it's like, yeah, it was always going to be this expensive. The first. LCD monitor I bought was a thousand dollars. It was tiny and garbage. Wow! But I, my grandpa died and he gave me money, so I was like, CRT monitors are the past. I'm gonna get a new LCD monitor, and it was like 19 inches and it cost a thousand bucks. And he's watching you from heaven, going, "Oh, grandson!" <laughs> he was but, going, but grandson. he's looking. He's looking over his shoulder into the just crystal clear picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could see yeah, it. It would have yeah. been blurry. There would have been scan lines looking from heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. watching like, wow, my grandson. I can't believe he just skateboarded so awesomely <laughs> all the way to Kmart to buy that little CD screen. Uh-huh. I spent, the, then, re- I spent then, the rest uh, of the money that he gave me on a trip to Japan after I, I graduated from high school. Worth so it. I didn't waste it. Two months in Japan I spent. So that was cool. Nice. That's, That's awesome. very nice. Uh, and that guys, monitor. <laughs> have, you guys tri- have you guys tried the Vive at all? Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. I've heard Justin Lots. Roiland thinks very highly of it. I mean, oh, I've, yeah. I've snorted it. I haven't like in, like as, the, as I like to bring up because me and Justin are best friends. I did an interview yeah, him yeah. about it about it, the games he's making for it. But I have tried it a few times, and uh, it, I think it is better than the Rift to a degree. But also, both of them are 
like feel very much like the first generation of mm. something cool where it's like you you get in it and you go like wow this is absolutely amazing and can be so much better <laughs> can't wait for it to be so much better because right now this is great but I don't want to keep it on my head for too long uh, I mean like what's what's there and like especially like taking advantage of like a 3D space with the cameras that are pointed at you is all super exciting obviously what it does is make you excited to see something more fleshed out um, and like game wise potential. Yeah. yeah but but walking like the first time I put on a Vive and like they had the controllers laid out on the ground in front of me and they were like uh, yeah just go ahead and look down and pick up those controllers and I looked down and I can see the controllers. Right. They're, they're 3D models. And I reached down and picked them up. And, of course, they're, like, accurate models of the controllers mm. I'm now holding in my hand wow. and moving around. So I'm like, I can feel wow. this virtual object wow, that's pretty cool. that I'm looking at. And then I press a button and a balloon pops out. And I go, okay. And I hit the balloon with the controller. And the controller vibrates and the balloon flies away. Sorry, it vibrates. Like, it's, it's, it's Yeah. It's, it's, it's great that a, an $800 device enables you to see the controllers with the you're holding in real life. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> I, have a new, I have a new thing that's just in, uh, glasses with no frames in them. And it's $0. <laughs> and you can touch a real controller. Yeah. Okay, but like, as, as the start of kind of the holodeck shit we all, I know, I we know, all right, wanted yeah, yeah. forever. No, when you marry that stuff with like the Connect voice technology with ten more years of iteration, it's like, dude, there we are. Like, yeah, and we're it's exciting. It. It's real now. It's not bullshit. It definitely, I think VR is not just a fad that's going to die again. It's died like three times. This time, now, we do actually have the consumer technology. You can make a pterodactyl out of more than four triangles. This finally. time, it'll die for real. Yeah, this <laughs> time, it'll be dead forever. So you could say the VR is the real walking dead. Anyway. Pretty, pretty oh, soon, yes. we'll all be wearing VR uh, headsets and striking our controllers together to sharpen rocks. Hey, yeah, so that yes, we can yes, yes. have our... Well, like, but, man, man, Google Glass yeah. died, like, hard. There so was I, that... Uh, was it, like, a Samsung thing where, like, yeah, everybody's yeah. been posting the picture from it of uh, Mark Zuckerberg walking oh, yeah, through, yeah. like, this huge crowd of people all sitting down wearing headsets. And, I mean, like, people have, are ascribing all kinds of weird meaning to it. Yeah, it's, uh, I found that annoying Matrix. because it's like, you know, I mean, Twitter is a race to, like, have the best snarkiest caption for a photo. What a race. But, like it was it was that was a thing where it was like they were like everyone put on your VR headsets and then the big thing was like oh Mark Zuckerberg's gonna sneak up onto the stage right. and like take him off oh there he is so like the one photo that catches him walking past everyone it's like oh man welcome to a dystopian future where Facebook owns everything you see yeah. like ah whatever but then there was a lady that like sprinted down with a sledgehammer and threw it right above her above him and shattered the screen incredible and, like, yeah, yeah. bizarre and like the, the strength to throw it that far I too. know like Really now cool. millennials have found a way to never stop looking at their phones. Send an e-hug to grandma today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, so you're telling me if I click this button, I'll get a free ringtone too? Yeah. Oh, man. Free crazy frog ringtone. I also love like the, the just like... <laughs> oh, no. Can I get the Alice DJ Star Fox song as well? Sure, 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 The horrible like cyclical... I don't know, meme circle jerk where someone goes like, everyone's looking at their phones and then someone posts a picture of a 50s train and everyone's looking at the newspaper. Oh, is it that different? And then someone posts a picture of everyone with VR headsets on and it's like, wish welcome would. to the end. And Just I'm like, literally everybody, delete chill, Twitter. Chill the fuck out. Everybody, everybody needs to shut the fuck up and I guess donate to the Jay and Silent Bob uh, crowdfunding. Oh, God. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, like a bunch of really hideous. Uh, I can't even, man. Cartoon sprite screenshots. Just, I can't do it. I can't. They're, they're they're still like targeting 
high schoolers who don't exist anymore. Like, well, like Kevin, Kevin Smith keeps getting older and they stay the same age. Yeah, exactly. Like I loved, I was huge into yeah, the yeah. View Askewverse. <laughs> like, I was super into it, but it's just like, I mean, if they want to make a game, fine, let them. But I'm uh-huh. just kind of surprised, like... I had these tweets because they're have like money to like make the developers this? are like talking in the video. This is by the way a crowdfunded game yes. on Fig for mm-hmm. a new Jay and Silent Bob game. Yes, and so looks like a brawler. Yeah, so in the video, like one of them said, like, yeah, you know, publishers won't get into kind of this whatever, like you know, uh, edgy stuff. And then he's like, side boob, you know, we like side boob, we like pot. And I just tweeted, like, imagine being over 30 and getting excited to see half a boob still. Like, yeah. I saw you tweet about that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like, Are you still I... that excited about seeing a boob? I mean, boobs, you, you can see a boob anytime you want. Yeah, I saw it too. And, like, the thing that first came to mind, I don't know if people even remember. I like side boob. <laughs> no, I don't it remember. Close to us. Uh, rather good. We like the moon. Thing. Okay, never mind. The uh, they, they Quiznos. Made, yes, oh, they yeah. made it in terrible Quiznos ads. Okay, for some I remember reason. the Quiznos yeah. ad. Whoa! <laughs> Somehow I remember that. Like the Picasso art used to. Okay. We love. What is it? We love your subs. Or... Yeah, we like these subs. Yeah. Subs are a dollar off. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, I don't want to. I don't want to rag on them too hard, considering how much I love Jay and Silent Bob in high sure. school. Yeah. But like, like pot, pot being like a punchline. Yeah. That's over, man. It's legal in Colorado, man. Tyler, it's like Tyler, snoochie, please. God, <laughs> shut up! I'm so angry. Oh, I'm like, I'm like sweat itching. You like, Brett, you Brett, got some snoogans. Snoogans. Oh, oh God. Like pot, pot being a punchline is as bad as bacon as a punchline. Oh, like, that bacon, bacon, guys. Bacon. <laughs> let me get, get, guess what? Guess what? Squirrels. <laughs> Just the idea of a squirrel. Bacon, bacon flavored pot. Yeah. Yes. Oh god, is that a that's the third Limb Biscuit album, by the way. <laughs> and the squirrel flavored water. <laughs> no, I like again. Yeah, it's like. But it's just being a grew, grew out of it. Funny anymore? Yeah, you know? it's just like yeah. grew out of it. And I did. I love Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back and love Mallrats and Clarks. Did and you all read that. The, the the comic that went in the middle and explained the relationship with that? Yeah, I'm sure I did. With, with, the, with, with the, the, uh, found Suzanne and yeah, had to right. uh, save her from um, uh, Marshall Willenholly. It's basically the fugitive, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they they brought Marshall Willenholly into Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. For some, and basically just retold that story. Right. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I mean, if they want to kickstart a game or you know crowdfund a game, I mean, that's whatever. That's fine. It's yeah. fine. I, I just I don't know. I totally grew out of it. And, no, I don't want to roast them too much, but it's just like yeah, we all grew out of it, and it's like, yeah. but it's still when I watched them, like you're still targeting high school me. I sure. don't know that high school me exists. Yeah, I don't know. Like, now high school, like they're into Kanye and they're into I don't know, like just like. Your humor probably doesn't make a lot of sense to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I or maybe I'm wrong. I maybe mean, there's probably still, still people popular. who like it just fine. It's just for me, I'm kind of like there's just a handful of things, and Kevin Smith and the Skewers is one of those where I'm like, I'm good. Like, I I don't yeah. hate it. It's just like it's time to I'm, had, I'm had good. Enough. I'm good. If the game somehow comes out with like incredible mechanics and is just a flawless platformer, oh, great. You could be <laughs> you could be not into what Scott Pilgrim versus the World is selling, and you have to admit that that's a really badass game. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's. There's promise there. Sure. Um, also promising are the free games that are coming to Xbox and PS4 in March. Uh, X- Xbox, I think, got leaked a little bit early, so they just went ahead with the announcement. 
Uh, Games for Gold in March will include Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishments. So I might actually finally play that game, which I, I oh, got... Oh, I've kind of heard that's kind of good. I got for free mm-hmm. via PS Plus on PS3 like two years ago. Oh, sure, but now it's it. on something that's hooked up to your television. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, Lords of the Fallen, right after I bought it for PS4 Oof. for 20 bucks, is going to be free for Xbox. I played that game. It was okay. I yeah, it's it. like it's a Dark Souls wannabe. Um, it's definitely not nearly as good. And uh, for 360, which will also work on Xbox One, Supreme Commander 2, and Borderlands. Uh, I feel like Borderlands has been free in pretty much every conceivable format. <laughs> I feel now, like so. on PC you can get it for like 45 cents or something <laughs> yeah. on Steam. Yeah, roughly that. Um, and uh, on PlayStation 4, uh, Broforce is going to be free. It uh, got voted on. and so the, a pretty fun game. Yeah, the games it was up against, uh, Action Hank and Assault Android Cactus, will be 30% off. It's not like crazy good, but it's funny. I, I really like Broforce. It's a lot of fun. Is, is Broforce what people like more people expected from Super Time Force? Like it's sort of like a, a pixel arty sh- like side scrolling shooter. I mean, the point of Broforce is to be kind of like uh, I don't know, like the Fast and Furious, like ridiculous over the top. Uh-huh. But, mm-hmm. but is it more of a single oh, player thing, or is it like a four player playing against each other? Um, I'm getting him confused. I think you can, you can play it. Sing- I've played it single player. I think it's also co op. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like Contra. Or you're working. Yeah, you're working through a side. Okay. You're squat little pixel men, and you're who are all like parodies of uh, movie action heroes, okay. shooting in random directions, causing is explosions. This is for free games for March. Yes. Okay. Got it. It, I mean, it's it's worth checking out. It's I mean, it's silly, and the characters Especially are if it's free. The yeah, characters yeah, yeah. are unbalanced. They're all like parodies of like action heroes. Yeah. yeah. Schwarzenegger parody, Seagal parody. Okay. So they're kind of unbalanced in that they just like give some of the characters ridiculous abilities t- as a joke but it's pretty cool all the way to the can I mention <laughs> can I bring up one thing before we do the community segment sure. Michael there's a game called Devil Daggers Devil oh, Daggers right, yes you guys gotta play Devil Daggers Devil Daggers why Devil why, Daggers why are you playing Devil Daggers Devil why Daggers why would we it's five dollars on Steam that's five, not a good enough reason five dollars on Steam let me tell you what it is okay so maybe don't buy it just because I said Devil Daggers shit I times. already started on my phone I, like, uh, I, shit you bought I, it can I undo because that? it's a game that like you have to be ready for what it is which is it is uh, like a time attack shooter um, where you are on this like floating platform in the dark and uh, you know waves of enemies waves of like horrible skulls and, and just like you know very quake like graphics uh, kind of uh, uh, Wait, is this a first person game? Yes, yeah, so oh. a first person game Lovecraftian sort of horrors are coming at you but in a very kind of like pixelated almost quake looking graphics mm-hmm. with amazing sound design are coming at you and you're on just this circular floating platform and your hand is out and you can like fire like shotgun oh, blasts yeah, screens of this. or like a stream of projectiles and your only goal is to survive as long as you can um, against these waves of enemies, like just huge, like just creatures that come up and pour floating skulls out of their heads that hmm. come at you, and you're just running. And if you you can you, know, you can like bunny hop to go faster. Um, it's like a click to shotgun and then hold down to like fire a stream, and you kind of collect gems and get a little more powerful. But like the cool thing about it is, first of all, the first time you play, you'll last maybe one second. Sure. I think the world record right now and you can actually everyone on the leaderboard 
you can click on their score and watch their run, right. which That's is kind cool. of a cool yeah. feature. You can see, like, how the heck did they do that? But, like, I can't remember what the world record is, but it's something like 290 seconds or something. So what you're saying is this is a game that can be finished in a matter of minutes. Yes. Uh, no uh-huh. sale. You can actually finish it in five seconds. So is this like a super hexagon level of, like, it's just a matter of time. It's incredibly hard. Okay. Yeah. And you... And the only goal is to, like, really... Right now, all we know is that the only goal is to, like, just get a higher score on the leaderboard. Sure. And your score is basically how long you live. Right. And it's so incredibly hard that, like, if you live 200 seconds, you're, like, pretty high on the leaderboard at this point. So it's kind of game like you play, like, 10 times in a row, and then you go, fuck this. Right. And, but then, like... Come the back next, to it. The next hour, day, yeah. you go, oh, mm. I want to play that for, like, another hour. But the thing is, there's one achievement called... Devil Dagger, I think. Nobody has it. There's no description for it. Interesting. It introduces new enemies the longer you go. No one knows if we've seen... I don't think we've seen all the enemies. Even the best... The world best run probably hasn't gone long enough to see all the enemies. And is there an end? No one actually knows, like, do you... Do you dagger the devil at the end? So it's one of those games that like released with like no explanation. There's right. no tutorial. It's just like interesting. Oh, you're on this platform. Start killing things. But doesn't like I mean for PC games, isn't it kind of par for the course for people to just like dig through the code and be like, oh, here's everything. Yeah, but you can't necessarily with mm. every game. Like you can't necessarily find out what's at the end of the game just mm. because you looked at the exe in a hex editor like right it, it it's easier when it's like oh bethesda games are on the game Brio engine we kind of know how to unpack oh, okay. their files okay. I see. um this game i don't think anyone really knows do um, we know who made it yeah Does who knows know? man maybe was the, it made by human hands maybe the devil made it yeah uh, is maybe this, it made itself is this early access or is it out no it's just out it's just like did you guys ever see or play kingdom Kingdom was a really cool side scroller where you're trying to like build a kingdom and every night things attack it. Hmm. And and are you on like a horse? Like yes. side scrolling. Yeah, you're okay. you're side scrolling. You're on a horse and you're like collecting coins and hiring people. Mm-hmm. But like there, uh, it, it was another game that just didn't tell you anything, and mm-hmm. you had to just look at visual clue, cues to like get it. Like your horse would run out of energy, and like your horse had an idle animation where it would eat grass. And you just had to kind of figure out, oh, if I let it eat grass for a mm. while, it can run longer. Mm-hmm. And, like, weird stuff like that. This game reminds me of that because it's just, like, it doesn't tell you anything. Mm. All you know is that you're on this dark platform. Things are coming at you. And you have to try to survive as long as you can. And no one knows, like, what happens after five minutes. I don't think anyone's made it five minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I hear you don't even have to buy this game. It just starts playing when you yeah. close your eyes. No, yeah. it's, it's one of those things, but, like, it, it's also a really well-made, like, shooter for the for the sort of $5, you know, just, like, arena survival thing it is. Okay, fine. You sold Man. me. I'll buy uh, it. It's I cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, that era of shooter, and I have my, my eyes peeled on a game called Strafe, which is... Like, oh, Strafe looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like that 96, like, hey, remember Quake? Like, what if we just were stuck... Like, the Mega Man 9 version yeah. of, like, let's just pretend that let's this era Quake kept again. going. Let's yeah, Quake, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Let's Quake again. Anyway, I like think Devil Dagger is, is cool, but it's definitely like you know if you buy it for the five bucks and then you die in three seconds you might be pissed and be like this sure. this game sucks and then you realize like there's no more to the level it's just a dark platform right. well i mean it's an arcade, it's, it's an arcade game it's an arcade game yeah, yeah. which i love so yeah. I'm, I'm in 
Who doesn't like an arcade game? Anyway, I'm done. Gushing. I love it if it's Trog. I think it's of a course. really cool game. Trog is the best. I was trying to uh, summon a sound effect. There, and it's but... disturbing as shit, and the sounds are just like, you know, like I remember when I first played Doom being like oh, horrified yeah, when I heard a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... There. Like yeah, that. There that was go. an imp, I think. In yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doom. So what's this then? It's a cacodemon. Well, you got oh. the speed up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a cacodemon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, Berserk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Berserk up, I think. All right, time to move on to the community segment. It is, as always, segmenting the community. Well, last week's question of the week was, who is your favorite fighting game character to play as? Very basic question. Invited a lot of responses. Wow. Do, those, do the three of you who weren't here last week want to answer? <laughs> I, Cammy. I, I play Cammy. Yeah. <laughs> I play Cammy 100%. I don't really know why I got into Cammy. I think I just kind of liked her move set at first. It was one of the first that I learned I to why. execute. Also, but yeah, yeah. I mean, as a twelve-year-old, fourteen-year-old, it's like, yeah, Cammy's yeah. Great, I've told right? I've told this story before, where it's like, look, I wasn't so woke when I was fourteen. <laughs> I uh-huh. was going through puberty, yeah, and Cammy was hot. And it I totally was like, works. Hell yeah! yeah. No, I had a very woke roommate in my uh, <laughs> freshman year of college, and I'd, I'd play Street Fighter, and he'd play with me, and I'm like, oh yeah, she's. She's turning to look at us after turning her butt to us because she knows we like it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. She's a real person. You're in college. Uh, uh, I, oh, please. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I, I was just going to comment on saying that I feel like I have like the most generic answers, which are that uh, I play like as a piece of white Ken bread. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's Fang, right? Um, I mean. I, it's, it's, usually, it's usually Link and Ryu. And it's just because, like, well, Link was, like, the, the fantasy of, like, ah, I just can, like, be Link and do all the cool stuff and use all the cool things he has um, with a, at the press of a button rather than, like, going through an inventory screen. And, like, you just had everything right away. Sure. And that was fun. He was just a sort of, like, a jack-of-all-trades. Has everything. And then just Ryu because I'm just committed to, like, I, I need to, like, beat everyone in the world as Ryu and then I'll earn the right to play anyone else or something. Ryu's good mm-hmm. in a sense of, like, if you want to jump into a Street Fighter and figure out what is this Street Fighter about, you can play yeah. Ryu and be like, tell the difference between Ryu and 2, 3, 4, and now 5. It's like, okay, this is this is what you can and can't do. I understand. So he's like the test kit. He's oh, always the test. Like feeling he's he's what I go to and, like, does this still feel natural? I'm not, I'm not great, but... My time at Capcom did make me way better, as God you would hope so. Uh-huh. Um, but I think even before I worked there, though, when 4 came out, that kind of put everyone on, like, y- everyone thought they were pretty good at Street Fighter. Like, literally everyone on the planet was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, was like, actually, you're not, because now you got to put up with the whole world. Yeah. And that enforced me to get better. And I'd been a Blanca player from 91 in the arcades on, and that's who I always stuck with. So that's why I didn't play 3, that's why I didn't play Alpha all that much, because Blanca wasn't in it. And just through weeding through all the characters, I'm like, I just like how Blanca feels. I just like the animal mm. ridiculousness of it. The ball, the hop, Amazon River Run, all these weird moves. And it just kind of encourages you to play crazy, right? I love like, just playing crazy. And when I lose, I kind of don't care because I'm like, I I just like bothering people with this. Oh, Blanca really bothers people because yeah. it's like, I'm going to get you. And then you're like, you fucking electrocuted me. I'm going to eat your face or electrocute Just electric, electric. Blah. electricity and the ball and like the cross ups with the, his jumping short is just super annoying because it's like why is his, his leg is super extended so why is the hitbox like in his dick so it's just like <laughs> it's just really weird like he's such a fun character to just annoy people with but I just love that he 
he plays like he should feel. He's a weird Amazon animal man, and he feels the appropriate. The other character I will play is um, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> really, an archetype I'll play. I will play any old man with an eye patch or who is a fisherman. <laughs> if we're talking Samurai Showdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're talking like uh, Alpha. Oh, sure. Alpha, he's got his arm behind his back, too. Oh, Oro? I'm just yeah, imagining Oro. a one-eyed sea captain with a I, fishing I, rod. I always get into the old man uh, characters, especially the... You, you I think get Samurai into the old man is, characters. Is what I'm thinking of. You get into them. Shut yeah. up, Michael. I think MK I was mostly penis. Scorpion, and then in MK3 I started playing Sector. I just uh-huh. like the the Robo Ninja shit. And then Five I've been playing Laura the most. I like her a lot. Cool. And in Smash Brothers, I think everyone has one. You, you already mentioned Link. Link. Mm-hmm. I I uh, like to play Kirby. I don't really play Smash. For the fighting game, I love the barrage of Nintendo <laughs> stuff around it. Like that part, yeah. I love. Like when it comes to fighting games, I'm a pretty newbie noob. Except for Street Fighter, I can actually play well or reasonably well. I'm not great at it, but mm-hmm. every other fighting game, I'm not good at. So uh, I ever just heard like, of Rising Thunder? Brett? Uh, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I don't know. Just something about. I can't commit that time, but even Marvel. Marvel is like a, a monkey's paw wish for me, where it's like, <laughs> I want a game with Marvel characters and Capcom characters, and they all meet and shake hands and talk to each other. <laughs> oh, you do, do you? <laughs> well, what if it was this? And it's like, I, this is incomprehensible. And Satan cackles and disappears. Yeah, and it's like, what? I can't. And it's like, my team is Jean Grey, Ghost Rider, and Firebrand. And it's like, that's the worst team you could have possibly made. They, they don't work together at all. And it's like, but that's who I like. Well, you'll never get anywhere. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> that that always irritates. Too bad. Right. Anyway, so Memb Insane Rain, or as Chris always insists, Insane in the Membrane, uh, was the first to start the thread in the forums and answer it. Uh, say, I cannot for the life of me play a fighting game well. When it comes to going two rounds against another player, I have already lost when the announcer shouts, Fight! as I see my character get enveloped in a cloud of fists and blood sometimes, until my health bar depletes to zero. But when someone pulls out Super Smash Bros, and I have selected Ganondorf, get out the way, lest you enter a realm of warlock punches to the face and shame. Ganondorf's a beast. Yeah. Uh, At the risk of summoning a chair to fall apart, I will say, Moan for Stallone! (laughs) I have to go with my main man, Lei Wulong, from the Tekken franchise, uh, since his ability to drop dead and play possum at will opened up so many different combo attack options. He is, he's a fun one. So Tenga writes, uh, The Senator, a secret character from Eternal Champions, challenged from the dark side on the Sega CD, a thinly veiled parody of Joe Lieberman. His (laughs) moves included covering the opponent in red tape, Stealing campaign funds with a magic wallet, banning violence so the enemy can't attack, and stabbing wow. them with an oversized voter pin. Wow. He also transforms into a mailman for his fatality and goes literally postal with an Uzi. It's games like these that make me miss the <laughs> 90s. The thing is, it's like, I'm good. not sure if that's real or if that is just made up, but it's totally credible in any case. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, I, read I, don't, I don't even want to verify it. I just, yeah. I, I love the imagery. I just, prefer to believe it's, it's true, wonderful. much yeah. like I did on the schoolyards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll call Joe uh, tomorrow and see, see what he says. Uh, TranquilBez22 says, One of my favorite fighting games of all time is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So my favorite team to play as is Deadpool, Dante, and Doctor Doom. Or as I call them, Team 3DD. 3DD. 
Deadpool Dante Doctor Doom. Yes. Y'all get it? Y'all get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not super into the tactics of fighting games, but I remember them being super fun to play as. God, I need to play that game again. Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Is that good, Brett? You like it? You like it? No. Is it a good game? Uh, you like yeah. it? Is it good? No, it is a good game. I just can't play it at all. I mean, but it's I... no rival schools, right? But it's... <laughs> uh, Stabby Joe says, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. It might be an obvious choice, but when you have a demon skeleton ninja with fire and chain projectiles, it only makes sense why he's still a popular character. A lost soul bent on revenge. Yeah, and now he's human in MKX. What the fuck? With a beard and everything. What? Yeah, you need to play Mortal Kombat X, dog. I can't. can't. Get that elite MLG action. Can't do that. Uh, Cody says, always Pikachu for Smash Brothers. I know, shocking, right? And I'll say oh, Fox boy. was the broken one from the original, not Pikachu, who I feel has been unfairly nerfed in the newest iteration. Man, Pikachu, all I would do is like down B, down B, down B, or whatever it is to summon mm-hmm. the lightning bolt. Just spam that. Uh, also, Kasumi for Dead or Alive, Dim Kicks, unless Ayane Dim Spins. Hmm. Sound reasoning. Yeah. Arch Knight 256, Voldo. <laughs> the greatest fighting game character and the only reason Soul Calibur matters. Wow. Voldo! <laughs> That's a good reading of the exclamation point. Voldo! Voldo! And all caps. It's hard to say. Curious Quail. I know this will get me some shit, but I used to absolutely decimate people back in high school as Servbot on the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cab that was at the pizza place across the street. Uh, mind you, I had no actual skill or knowledge of what I was doing. That character was just total bullshit. That said, the only real fighting game I play these days is Smash, and I'll always go with either Lucas or Ness because of my love for the Mother series. Love to your Mother series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward Loser says, After 20 years as my fave Johnny Cage has graciously allowed me to give my heart to his daughter Cassie, I'm literally a lifelong fan of the Cage family, and MK is my favorite franchise ever. Been playing since I was four. They're funny, badass, and love hitting folks in the cunt and cock. Sonya has always reminded me of my mom, both due to ultra-conservative, dickish personality and looks, especially in MK3. Despite that, I've always loved playing as her. In Mortal Kombat X, I've played as them 500-plus times. Uh, Wow, I think this is just for me. Uh, Calypso has uh, written an entry here. Uh, in character from Twisted Metal 2, I believe. Uh, the hunter of Metroids, a woman named Samus Aran, is always used by me, Calypso, creator of Twisted Metal. <laughs> With her superior beam cannon, ludicrously annoying up B and occasionally suggestive attire, how could I pick anyone else to win Twisted Metal Super Smash <laughs> Brothers? What's wrong with your face, Brett? It's... Oh, did you want oh to God. play Smash Brothers? I'm smashing your brother! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like Ignignock from uh, Aqua Teen. Someone give Carrot Top oh, wow, his face yeah. back. Man, <laughs> you guys, Brett called me yesterday and he said, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. And I was like, Brett, what are you doing? Whoa. What are you talking about? I just want... To... <laughs> Is that the cult covering? I Getting a headache. Raccoon Hale <laughs> writes in, Bowser and Smash Bros. No one is more satisfying to just wade into chaos and start mm. dishing out pain. I love just being a big, huge bruiser, smashing people left and right indiscriminately while being able to just tank hits. On top of that, he is surprisingly difficult to kill once you do knock him off the edge. Probably the most fun character in the Smash Bros. roster. <clears throat> Rasta. Cory Noob says, <laughs> The dinosaur from Primal Rage! Parentheses, I haven't played a fighting game since the Game Boy. Uh, oh, uh, for Primal Rage, Diablo all the way. 
Oh yeah, the, the fire, the the red. There's Sauron, who's the uh, main like Ryu of the he's game. He's the yellow dinosaur. He's the yellow T Rex. Sauron. Yeah. Sauron is the yellow one, and then Diablo is the red okay. one. Yeah, Diablo all the way, man. Uh, Onyx Oblivion says El Fuerte in Street Fighter Four. Crazy luchador moves and mad dashing all over the place. A gimmick character to be sure, but a fun one. How how aren't they all gimmick characters? Mm. Man, El Fuerte and Miko both trip me up where I can't tell one where one move begins and the other ends because yeah. mm. they're just always in motion so I'm like I, I, I can't effectively fight you at all. Uh, Smars hello Smars says I gave up playing fighting games a long time ago and just stood by and watched my friend Angel play at the arcades and quarter matches I think from all that time I came to really like Necro from Street Fighter 3 uh, he's so cartoonish with all of his squash and stretches and his colors are yummy looking too my other would be Q from Street Fighter 3, but only because I really have a thing for uh, Shotaru Ishi, Ishinomori's work, and Q was clearly based on uh, Tokusatsu show Robot Detective K. I love it. So stoic and robot-y, but also human, you know. I do love Q. He's like, yeah. in a lavishly animated game like Street Fighter 3, he's like so still and not uh-huh. animated. It's And then he has like that Frankenstein walk. Yeah, it's, he's a very interesting totally, yeah. And it was cool when he put Picard on trial for the whole human race. Come on. Come that was on. wacky. It was. I, I'm not going to lie. Wacky. I'm not going to lie. I mean, what a pilot. What a pilot. Well, what a pilot and what a finale. That oh, it all connected. God, that it was all for a reason. Are, are you guys talking about TNG? The new oh, yeah. oh, sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. That the whole show was a <laughs> trial of humanity? That's Incredible. insane. Incredible. It's just the best show of all time. I, what it is, really is fantastic. It's okay. brilliant. They showed on BBC America. Give it a, give yeah. it a watch. Moops writes in, <laughs> I never played much of the series as a whole, but I used Lion from Virtua Fighter 4 all the time because he had the most annoying and hilarious win quotes. My favorite was, Why am I so great? <laughs> Why am I so great? Wow. Fair question. Uh, <laughs> Mom's secret recipe. Uh, I Actually, can you send me that recipe? Because I... Uh, I hope it's peanut butter cookies, said Magneto in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. The guy was a broken mess of a character that required hours of practice and stood proudly in that game's top four characters. Magneto may be an example of the impenetrability of fighting games, but overwhelming people with his rushdown mix-ups and infinites was super rewarding, and his mechanical intricacies led me to my current fighting game obsession. Uh, that's from Mom's Secret Recipe. Send me the recipe, man. Send, send it to me. Twitter. DMs are open. Yeah. I like a good recipe. Orion Paximus Prime says, Liu Kang, MK1, and 2 era. Fuck those Shang Tsung spammers. Uh, Disband the PTA says, uh, The first game I ever truly knew was mine, not hands down from family, was Super Street Fighter 2. And thus, the lifelong love affair with the greatest character ever began. His name is Guile. He made six-year-old me want to be a pilot. I'm not a pilot now because I realize that the Air Force is flying planes and not breaking boxes <laughs> and listening to awesome tunes. Still, to this day, I always choose Guile. Some have said he only has two special moves, and I say he also has two taunts, and is and one is the ending to CSI Miami. Uh, Jean-Claude, I salute you. Acid Ronin writes in, Well, I find Slayer from the Guilty Gear series is pretty fun to play. He has been my character since Guilty Gear... XX reloaded on Xbox. Uh, I'm not so good at fighters, but playing as a suave uh, monoclad vampire with some sweet fisticuff skills is awesome. His not so safe yet satisfying moves make an impact if you connect all the right moves and make some awesome vampire knuckle sandwiches in your opponent's jaw. And uh, this looks like a 
response to that, Captain Sandwich adds, he also drinks his ring girl to death before a match and she crumples like an empty bag. Uh, and you got one of those XD faces, you know? Uh, Pokemon XD? Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but Captain Sandwich also says, uh, uh, let's see if I get this Curado right. Curado Betty Jam. Curado Betty Jam. Jam. From she's Guilty just Gear. Jam in the, in the yeah? menu. Yeah. Curado Berry. Okay. Uh, from Guilty Gear, she's incredibly mobile, has tons of ways to close distance and keep opponents guessing. Story-wise, she's one of the only two fighters in the world who can use chi energy and won the second Guilty Gear tournament, which she used to start a restaurant, of all things. Uh, so everyone does. They start a restaurant. Bonus, she's cute, has great legs. Well, she's a cartoon drawing. Is an awesome cook, and her hair ornament looks like an empty beer can. What's not to love? Lazar J21 says, For most of my life, I really hated fighting games. Then, after Street Fighter 4 came out, my friends at the time got super into it, and basically, that's all they'd do when we hung out. They'd play Street Fighter 4, SNK vs. Capcom 2, and sometimes Mark of the Wolves. I, I discovered that I really loved Mark of the Wolves, not enough to get good, but enough to actually participate, and my favorite character to play was Kushnude Butt. Kushnude Butt? Kushnude. <laughs> sure, he's just a Shotokan, but I enjoyed playing as him more than any other Shotokan, and I like the rest of the cast of Mark of Wolves more than other fighting game characters. He's probably a racist caricature, but most fighting game characters are, right? Mm. Well, I don't know how many... He's, he's like Pakistani, right? But it's a Pakistani name, so he's in his gi, and I don't know. What are you looking at me, man? Mm. Uh, finally, one Hawkeye says, uh, it's because we're going long and it's getting late. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everybody else, for commenting. Uh, there's only one answer to this, and it is Captain Falcon. No matter how shitty your life is going, you will never be happier than when you Falcon punch someone into the stratosphere. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I will, again, uh, encourage you to look up the anime clip of him Falcon punching so hard that the galaxy has, like, a line of energy going through it uh, from anime we didn't get in America, but... If you just look on YouTube, Falcon Punch Galaxy, I'm sure it will come up. The music behind it is insane. It's the best moment of F-Zero lore, period. Nice. It's great. All right, so new question of the week. Uh, in honor of our caveman theme, if uh, if the world was going to end in, say, five years and you knew you'd survive it, and uh, we'd, we'd be completely without any technology afterward, basically literally bummed back to the Stone Age... Uh, you're alone in the world. What skill would you want to learn that would help you survive in an apocalypse? I know for me, because I've thought about one day I want to actually learn how to do this, because mm-hmm. uh, it's not that crazy and it seems really useful. Is uh, there's fishing, right? Yeah. But also to there like fishing to like clean and you know prepare the fish, like to descale it to make sure you're eating all the right parts to, to- dress it. Yeah, address it correctly. And, I mean, I would expand that to just animals in general. Like, if it came down to, like, hunting a rabbit or a boar or something, like, how to actually prepare an animal or food in that way. Well, the fish Mm. is easy. You just get out your pocket knife. You cut up the center. uh, You pull it out of the freezer. And uh, (laughs) you stick it in the... Well, first got to cut a slit in the plastic before I put it in the microwave. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Got to invent a pocket knife. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that's, that's, I think, mine would be, like, something about fishing and, like, just being just mindful of, like, how to prepare a fish right out of the water. Yeah, to just, like, animate it and just, like, where you just, like... You just like rip it all off the bones. <laughs> oh, just put yeah. it all the way. To, so we dared a you friend put it on of mine. a stake and like turn it over the fire. Yeah, yeah. at one point yeah. we dared a friend of mine to take a, a chicken leg, like a you know just fried chicken leg, and put it all the way in his mouth, and then bite down, and then pull 
out so that all no. that would be left is the bone. I've seen I've seen video footage of Greg Miller from Kind of Funny doing that. Really? Exact thing. Is That's it, like can his, it be done? He does it. Uh, yeah, this was back That's in horrifying. like probably '99 or 2000, and oh. it, it was done, but it was slow and arduous. Woof. I I think I've tried to learn how to run so fast that I could you know run around the planet in reverse time to avoid the apocalypse. Man, that would be better than yeah. just catching That'd fish. Be that's really that's the joke answer, but the the real answer I don't you know that's it. The real answer is a tough one. Maybe just like figure out how to tame animals so that I could just have like a legion of wolves That'd that be would good. protect me. I'm so not a survivalist. Like my my sister's uh boyfriend for for Christmas he gave me this this like bracelet made out of cable and it was in like 49ers colors and, and it, he was like, "Yeah, I made it," and I was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." And then, he, like, he's actually like a real like survivalist, kind of like the apocalypse is upon us. Is it like super high tensile strength? Yeah, and then rope? he was like, "Yeah, that's forty-five feet of rope that you can use to save yourself." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is such an intense fucking bracelet." The elves of Lorien. <laughs> like, do I have to wear this all the time yeah. if I go like anywhere I am, just in case I need to pull myself out of a pit or something? But I'm like. uh yeah, he's the survivalist in my family. I don't, I don't know that I have any skills Your whatsoever. Skill can be to track him down wherever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. I'll find him and be yeah. like, "Please help," because uh, all I can do, <laughs> all I can do is like, I can be pretty harsh in a game review. Guess what? Forty like, percent <laughs> uh, for you, pal. But if any of you people in the new world order are making any games to play in the dirt, I'm gonna yeah. pass but judgment on them. So the thing I think is always cool that I would want to learn. I always like whenever you see like a survivalist movie where it's like the apocalypse or whatever there's always like one guy who like fashions a spear and then spear fishes yeah which seems like impossible yeah like there's no way you can throw a spear into the water and it hits a fish and skewers it but i guess it is possible mm-hmm. and it would be really cool to throw a spear into a lake and then pull it up and be like got a fish here yeah gonna mm-hmm. eat it that's a useful skill to cultivate and then you could hang out with brett and he could dress yeah it. man we'll yeah yeah out. i'll catch the fish you you take care of the cooking of it fine man we're, we're good have I, a barbecue i think dude, we're done i think i just settled for learning how to make a basic shelter because i just sort of have this uh vision in my head of like okay i've got some sticks and here's some uh, vine or string, and I'm going to tie the sticks together, and oh, it just collapses and falls <laughs> apart. I have no idea. Like, that's supposed to be, like, the most basic survival skill. I have no idea how you do it. Just keep playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. It'll teach me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. even my pillow forts fell over pretty quickly. Man, when the first Dragon Warrior came out in the U.S., uh, I made a pretty rad tent in my room out of bed sheets. Nice. Uh, and read all the maps for the game in that <laughs> tent as if I was on an adventure. Just saying, that was awesome. Mm. All right, so nice what work. what trait or skill uh, would you like to cultivate that would help you survive in the Stone Age? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person, to an- first person to start the thread answering the question gets read first on next week's show. You can also comment on vidigameapocalypse.com under the article for episode 152. Well, that's been our show. We're going to go out with a quick round of plugs. As always, Tim, you are the guest. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Any upcoming projects, previous projects, whatever. Uh, You know, yesterday's episode of VG Empire was pretty great. Hot Uh, dog. We we dove into the the, the Warcraft series. That's one thing uh, that that we were up to. Um, Really? I should have come earlier. That was awesome. Uh, Yeah, we did one through three. It was really fun. Uh, Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm not saying exactly what's up next, but uh, on Twitter I'm at Tim Turry, and I'll be saying what it is pretty soon, and I'll still be able to do cool things like, uh, you know, 
uh, be on videos or live streams or potentially podcasts and stuff yeah like now that, you're out so. here you got no excuse that's right yeah maybe I'll be back here Ooh. I don't know if you'll have me I'd, could I'd be might. yes of course yeah. well hey uh, yeah, the, the aforementioned VG Empire, the video game music podcast. Like you mentioned, we just did an episode about Warcraft 1 through 3. Uh, also, recent episodes include a Mario RPG wrap-up, uh, including recent releases of Paper Jam, Brothers in Time, Partners in Time, whatever it was, I forget. Because uh, I didn't play that one. Henry helped me with that one. But a Splatoon episode, we talked about that game. Uh, you can check out more on VG Empire on Twitter or VGEmpire.com. Also, it'll be 30-20-10 with your wife, Michael. Yes. She helps us out with... My better half. Your better half. Although she insists that I'm the better I half. I know, I'm confused. I don't buy that at all. I'm confused about the betterness of yeah. either half. I've, well, nobody ever says my worst half. Uh, my equal <laughs> half. My shittier half. Um, <laughs> but it's a ta- it's a pop culture time capsule where we go week by week and look back that week what happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, which means mm-hmm. 86, 96, 06... If you were born at any point in the last 45 years, you have nostalgia or memories of some point of those decades. For example, this week's episode, 20 years ago this week, Rumble in the Bronx came out. Wow. wow. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, wow. seriously. And 30 years ago, uh, this week, uh, Phil Collins' No Jacket Required won Best Album at the Grammys. I like this because I'm 30, so every time you do a 30, that's yeah. uh, when I was born. Wow, there you go. Nice. Yeah, when, you guys, remember... when you guys get up to April, that'll be... <laughs> what, Shit. You know, when I was Remind born. me of this. I'm for real. I remember Tyler seeing... Wilde born. Tyler Wilde was born today. <laughs> <laughs> remember seeing Rumble in the Bronx in the theater and everybody cheering Fuck yes. when they fixed the hovercraft with yes. duct tape. Yes. <laughs> like all the other hovercrafts that you find in the Bronx and not in Vancouver. Yes. Dude, the movie is so good. I yeah. love Rumble in the Bronx. It's so silly. Jeez. Yes. We also do uh, Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast, and Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast. Uh, you guys know me. I work at PC Gamer. This is my last VGA for a while. Yeah, but you're moving out to Maryland. Until I come back. Yeah. Other side of the country, literally. I'm wow, going to come yeah. back because, I mean, my office is still here. My family is still here. So you'll hear from me again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm on Sunday, I'm getting on an airplane. Uh, it's the first time in my life I bought a one-way ticket. I've never bought a I one-way. just did that. Yeah. It's a weird feeling, it's isn't very, it? It's weird to mm. click that because it like, assumes, like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Even even yeah. Delta United is just like, well, you're going to come back to your home, right? This is where and your I'm home like, is. And I'm like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm moving there. I have to check three bags, please. Uh, no, you're not. Are you a terrorist? Yeah, 20, <laughs> 25 bucks a piece. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, so I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go live in Maryland. Uh, I'm going to do good stuff. I'm gonna, we're going to have a uh, puppy, and I'm going to post a lot of pictures of it. It's mm, a looking cute forward puppy. To that. So you can follow me on Tyler underscore Wild, and you're going to see cute puppy pictures all the time. Oh, man, I'm all about that. All time cute puppy pictures uh, and fucking pictures of Maryland because I'm going to be freaked out. I've never lived on the East Coast. Yeah. I don't even know what Maryland looks like. I know they have a lot more trees. It's cold as shit in the winter and hot as shit in the summer. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I know. It's going to be humid, hot, whatever. Yep. I'm going to complain a lot on Twitter get starting ready. now. So, yeah, get into it. Uh, I'll pre-order that. Can't, <laughs> can't wait to talk to you guys about a guy who's lived in California since he was two years old figuring out the East Coast and what it means to live there. And also, Sounds I, I'm, like a wacky coast? sitcom premise. Yeah, I'm going to try to become a, like a big-time DC, like big-wig guy, like lobbyist guy if oh, I yeah. can. Yeah, I'm going to go to all the DC bars and really, you know... Oh, um, man. I'm going to go to the elbow rubberies and rub <laughs> elbows with the uh, politicians there in D.C. And we're only 30 minutes away. So yeah. I, I think I really might be running the country in a few years, yeah. honestly. We're yeah. in on the ground House floor. House of graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to have the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not a lot of people get out to D.C., but it turns out if you just get there, you basically, like, you're, like, you have a cabinet position immediately. Oh, wow. Like, right. you just have to ask. 
You just have to ask. It's You're easy. You're the secretary of partying down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, uh, just plug. Uh, I do also, in the off time, not doing leisure time, work on Brave Wave, which is a, a great music label. That's super cool. That works with Japanese composers and digs up, like, the composer of Ninja Gaiden, the composer of Mega Man 1, 2, and 3, and has them work on new music. Uh, and we recently just did that Street Fighter 2 Definitive Edition, like, licensed soundtrack for Street Fighter 2. North America never really had a Street Fighter 2 soundtrack, so... A lot of great work over there, stored.bravewave.net. Uh, if you like game music at all or, or wonder, like, what if the guy who did the Tech Mobile and Ninja Gaiden music made an album? Well, there's two of them. So please uh, go give that a listen because it's fucking amazing, the work that they're doing over there. Wow. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. And once again, I work at UbiBlog. Just did a bunch of Far Cry Primal stuff, a list of do's and don'ts for those of you starting the game. And also uh, a look back at earlier games and their deadliest hunts and what I would do if I could befriend those very dangerous animals. <laughs> uh, that one was a right goof about and uh, felt, like, <laughs> felt like an old Games Radar article in many ways, so I encourage you to go give it a look. Uh, we've been Vigi Game Apocalypse. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Look, that's the real question. X Files. I don't know which one I'm on. I'm talking, talking, talking while these guys are singing, trying to do a sound check. Okay, I'm on the fourth track. I need you tonight.